Come on, I didn't put my any of my makeup on. Not the chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise! Whoa. Touching butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. You can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else- Don't mention his name. Pastacle. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. hey! Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by the curious world around us? Well... We like to take a dive into movies, music, mystery, and history, dabbling in the jarring, jealous, jazzy, and jabberwocky, and almost always Ooh. touching the world of the macabre. On today's episode, we look deep into another hole where, before you die, you see the ring. Mm. Those beautiful voices you hear chiming in are my lovely co-occupants of the pod. Ross and Sam, I'll go to one of you at a moment. The J's yeah. were really hard this week to find the, dude, you did, anything. Though. I think you did a great job. <laughs> I, yeah. That, 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 yeah. that one, I, I, I had to wrap my brain around a little something there, and I just wanted to say, you know, obviously people, if you've been listening in order, you'll be catching on to what's going on there, but mm. J's were fucking You should have reached out to Sue Grafton for help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should, you know what? Next time, next time I yeah. will. I'll reach out directly, and and we're, I got a line with her, so so you know that beautiful <laughs> voice was uh, at Chuddle the Sam on Instagram and Slasher. Go ahead and look at your notes, Sam. How are you doing? Oh, uh, let's see here. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. I'm actually super stoked. So we're not. I'm not going to do the segment anymore because there's a whole issue with using music on your podcast that. Later, it would be a pain in the ass to fix. But Turnstile, um, they're a hardcore band, and they are very popular. And they have this new album, Glow On. It's maybe a little over a year old now. Well-lauded, huge. It's what made me fall in love with them. They'd been around and popular beforehand. But this one, they really changed their sound. To me, I describe it as like what Green Day was at for pop punk. This is like pop hardcore. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, okay. And to me, Glow On, the album is a modern classic. It's killer. And they just, they all the tours since post-COVID and stuff was coming back in this post-COVID world, um, they have not come to Florida and they are coming. It's already sold out, but I got my tickets with my pre-sale code, and I <laughs> yeah. couldn't be more excited. Um, and I'm definitely going to add a track from Glow On to the Chuddle the Playlist on Spotify because the album was going to get a full treatment. But instead, I'll just tell you, it's rad. I'm stoked to be going, and nice. I can't nice. wait. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, give give it give it uh, the full treatment on Spotify. Go listen to it there because yeah, Sam said we we gotta we're gonna mix things up. Get again, just be a little bit safer on our end. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Avoid any. It's any, always nice to be safe. Any hassles and nonsense. Um, yeah, later. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you you said you bought tickets to that. I bought tickets to go see a resident band of this uh, podcast now, Zeal and Ardor. So excited mm. to do that as well. They are coming to brooklyn where i'll see now you shared that and i was like is he messing with me did he look to see that there's no florida dates when he sent this store he did <laughs> yeah they make airplanes for a reason but uh yeah. that is something i did post on my instagram where you know you can find 
a thing from me every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my stories, but let's go ahead and jump over to Ross real quick at Shuttle the Ross on Instagram and Slasher, where you can find other fun stuff in his stories as well. Yeah. How are you doing? Just ra- randomness. Um, I, uh, I'm doing well. I went, uh, uh, I went serious and silly for my viewing for the week. Um, I caught up on Old Man with Jeff Bridges, which oh, is- I want to see that. Great. Fucking super crazy. And also, if you love Rottweilers, it's a great show. Mm. And then I went silly, and I binge-watched the entire new season of Kids in the Hall. Oh, and, dope. And uh, uh, does not disappoint. Does not disappoint. Crushing it, crushing it, crushing it. Um, there is a... I don't know if Foley wrote this sketch, but the, he brings one of my favorite tracks, Melanie's Brand New Key, uh, on repeat on a post-apocalyptic bunker and it is depressing and hilarious all at the same. It gave me mixed feels and all I've been listening to is Melanie lately. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, uh, I yeah, don't know I don't, what any of that meant. Unfortunately, i only seen the first episode, but. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see here. You know, okay, Melanie is a uh, performer from the 70s. Uh, Boogie Nights, brand new key. Heather Graham's uh, uh, intro song in that movie. Uh, that is Melanie. Uh, fantastic. Well, I'll go voice. ahead and look it up because I don't remember. The, well, I any got of a brand that. new pair. Oh, thank you. That song. There you go. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Thanks, Sam. Oh, Thanks. I forgot. Karaoke is fine. We just can't use the actual thing. Okay. That was yeah. That was a, a, enough of that to I think slide by just fine. And it, I mean, Sam was kind of spot on. We weren't actually playing a clip from that song. That was Sam singing. That it. was Sam actually. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I might get flagged, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll test it. That'd be fun to figure out if it's like, uh-oh, something in here is suspicious. So, um, great. No, I'm glad. Uh, I don't think I've caught up on, I mean, shit, I haven't been thinking about what TV I've been watching. Obviously, just prepping for tonight's show and everything. Yeah. I still got to finish and catch up on Obi-Wan. I got one episode left of that. I don't know if you guys have watched any of that, but that's my Started sci-fi. Started it, but I'm nerd, the only one in. Nerdiness. I've been enjoying it. Uh, you can follow me. I don't know if I mentioned at Chuddle the Brian with a why, because it's time to party. I don't know what does he say in the no, mask. Because <laughs> I gotta. Oh, P A T R T Y. Because I, I gotta. Yeah, yeah. Chuddle the Brian with a Y. Because I gotta. P O T T Y. Because I gotta. Because you gotta party. Yes, party, party. Sorry, this is your time, Brian. Oh, that's fun. Take it over and talk about caca and doo-doo. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Kaganer. Here we are again. Another um, odd intro. I'm doing well. Um, as I mentioned before, I just bought tickets, so I'm excited to go to that show. A few shows lined up coming ahead. But more recently, I w- did go and see The Black Phone. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet on any of our things but uh that was definitely interesting how how did you enjoy it i enjoyed it quite a bit i am not familiar with the short story as all uh at all and i've been seeing a lot of people at least on slasher all you slash heads are are liking a lot more or less people seemed pretty responsive to it and i enjoyed it uh quite a bit i thought it was i don't want to say fun i always say fun as describing a movie but like i i sat there and i was like I had a good time watching it. I was intrigued. Yeah, and so that's how I describe it. The fun with yeah. it being fun. <laughs> this was probably one of the movies. I did see it opening day, like Friday when I guess it's, I don't know when the fuck opening days are anymore. Cause sometimes movies Nobody will play does. on like a Wednesday. Nobody Who does. fucking knows? But I saw it on Friday that it came out and there was a, you know, 
more people in the theater than I've been used to. Definitely more than oh. more, and you know, Crimes of the Future and sure. Men, and what were some other weird ones that I've seen where it's just me and a couple other people. But uh, yeah, so that was that was that was nice. I'm I'm thinking the next big movie because even when I went and saw um even when I went and saw like Doctor Strange or like the Marvel movie, I was like mm-hmm. expecting to have at least a few more. Like it still wasn't that massive amount of crowd or anything but i think i maybe mm-hmm. saw that like the monday after it opened uh, or sure. something right. yeah so mondays so are slow theater yeah. days yeah yeah but now you know my days off of cat burglaring have changed so mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to hit them on those you know fridays i'll, I'll report back next week or maybe in the mini chuddles as well we'll get yeah. into some of the newer stuff too check those out it's so funny with uh cat burglaring that you gotta keep such a strict schedule you know you if think you don't you just if you don't like stick to a schedule, you just find yourself just not like meandering. doing it. Yeah, you meander mm-hmm. too much. You need to have a, uh, a schedule to, you know, money just doesn't like grow on trees. You got to burgle it. Sure. And- <laughs> That's true. The money doesn't burgle As my itself. dad always says, my pop, my pappy always said, money doesn't grow <laughs> on trees. You got to burgle it. Uh, so. For more of all this weird talk and all that shit, you can follow at ChuddleThePod on Instagram and Slasher. You can jump into our Discord and join the conversation with us, past guests, and other fans of the show. And you can always go to ChuddleThePod.com for everything related to us and anywhere you would need to get to to listen to us. And one of the other big things that you can do to really help us out is spread the word of ChuddleThePod. Let your friends and family know and rate and review us on Instagram. We'll do it on Instagram, sure, but more importantly on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. That helps us out. You write a review and we'll send you some we'll send you something. We'll hmm. send you something. We're not gonna tell you what it is. Yeah. It could be sweet whispers into the air that we hope you get to you. So I'll make you uh, your own original whisper song ringtone. There you go. So, so he I have I have hooked eight hundred and forty-five messages in bottles into the ocean, and not a single chuddler has seen one yet. But I'm hoping that's just littering. Oh, yeah, at that no, at this point, is. you're just littering. Oh no! Uh huh. I have put eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> hidden in a chest, <laughs> and the first person that comments. No, I don't know where this is going. Yeah. Wizard emoji. Wizard. We haven't gotten any wizard emojis yet. So we, as we <laughs> mentioned before, uh, we're going to, we have a fun one tonight. We actually took, we we're doing like a twofer ish type kind of thing. Of, yeah. It's like a scoop and a half. Yeah. So uh, we're doing the, uh, we're doing the American 2002, the ring. And then we're yes. also going to kind of splotch in the original 1998 uh, ring from mm-hmm. uh, Japan and uh, oh, fun. What a fun ride, guys. We're going to have oh. such a fun time. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. So stick around after the break, please. <laughs> if you want to hear <laughs> about the movie. <laughs> yeah, the movie. Hopefully the reason you were here is coming after the break. After so. this. If you leave after this break, all right. It's on you. <laughs> I'm really solid us. Break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsor for those lovely words of encouragement. So as we said before, it's time for us to get into it with our special scoop and a half of Ross's Video Roundup. Well, hey there, buckaroos. Welcome for another Video Roundup with your pal, Ross. Spoilers ahead. 
from the stone well wall of wallowing comes the film that actually proves your mom's point that too much television could actually kill you comes the 2002's rain-drenched depravity, The Ring. The story of a family in the clutches of an equestrian curse and one mother desperate attempt to stop it from happening. How will they solve the mystery? To what lengths will they go to save themselves? And who is going to front the bill for all the waterlogged electronics? Turn your TV sets on, clean your VHS player, and welcome to the seven-day Adventist of Arch Enemies, because we're reviewing The Ring. Beautiful. So, guys, we are talking about The Ring. I want to know, when did you guys first see this movie? Oh, boy. It had to have been right around when it came out. Because I was definitely working at the movie theater uh, when this was mm. a thing. So that's how I probably got into it. And that's why I quickly learned about the original and all that from, you know, our, sure. uh, you know, you work at a movie theater with people that know and love movies. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's when I would say, yeah, I guess probably about 2002 to 2003 mm-hmm. in that. I, I definitely would have seen it when it came out. I remember seeing it in theaters. I remember a scene scaring someone so much that they threw their popcorn like two rows ahead of them. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, so good. It was, it was I... wonderful. I don't. Okay, so I did not see this in theaters. I actually saw this. Really? Uh, no, I saw it on uh, at home, which I think made it creepier for me. But um, I did actually catch the viral marketing for this because I had a TV in my room that I would just keep on all night. And mm. in the the viral marketing for this, I'll explain a few different things a little later on. But they well, actually, can I say my first experience with having seen the ring <laughs> yes so i because i figured we'd be moving on from this i also i did see it in theaters when it came out for sure it may have even been opening weekend because i it would have been like you know during peak horror fandom mm-hmm. um but i also remember it mu- it was probably one of the last movies to freak me out or like feel freaked out after a movie where you're like scared of shit because i remember driving back with my friend from the movie and we saw something like floating around a tree it looked like and so we turned and went like the long way home to avoid <laughs> driving past that oh wow. it was in front of us and the next day i saw it was a big trash bag caught in the tree that was just like blowing around in the wind but i you know it was one of those things you're freaked out after a movie and you see uh-huh. something and you're like hey, oh, no. <laughs> you're like and oh shit I- samara's hiding in the tree <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> um and i don't think you know i that's one of my last memories of a movie having that kind of impact. Sure. Um, oh, but totally. I would have been, you know, 16 at the time. So. so when did you think you first saw, you said you, I know you said you saw the Michael, the, the marketing when it first was coming out, Ross. When okay. Did you so you yeah, actually no. saw it though. Okay. So I saw it when, I guess, I guess it's shortly after it came out on video. Okay. So cool. um, I did see it in theaters and I didn't even really know much about it because the viral marketing that I saw was just the ring video. So right. when this came out, it was like two, three uh. o'clock in the morning and it was a commercial break in between. And like, I was still up and I just watched it and it freaked the fuck out of me. Say, did then, you poop yourself? I, yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I started talking about it in school. I was like, oh yeah, I don't, I think I do. And then we all realized, I mean, obviously like after two or three weeks that it was an actual promo for the movie, The Ring coming out. Uh. And uh, yeah, the hype train was real. It was fucking crazy. I just, again, I think I was a junior in high school. When that came out, I don't think I was, 
Yeah. October 2002. So mm-hmm. you graduated in 2003. Yeah. So yeah, you would have been a junior. Yeah. So, uh, or no, a no, I would have been senior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I didn't have a cha- opportunity to see it in theater. So I saw mm-hmm. it uh, on, on tape and there's something about that added creepiness about a thing about a killer tape when you're, I was just going to ask tape. if you had gone on to DVD yet, or if you were still on VHS at the time, I think, cause I know I had it on DVD or I think it's probably it DVD. Yeah. yeah. Still, it's still a physical medium you're putting in and it's about a thing that kills you. And it was, yeah. It was it was getting meta for me. Well, it was right at that turn too. You know what I mean. You could have had it on, on VHS. The, uh, so you I, saw actually, that? I copied it. I actually because I saw it and then I copied the movie and I bootlegged it and so just to That's, cover my bases sense. so I yep. wouldn't get murdered later on. VHS to DVD transfer. Yes, yes, to yes. Betamax. Right, exactly. I'm I'm shocked that you experienced that viral marketing and still didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> This right? was like a huge, huge, huge movie when it came out. Oh, yeah. No, massive. Like this was uh, – this literally was the powder keg that started the uh, slew of remakes of mm-hmm. Japanese horror films yeah. into uh, – I mean, I mean, there was obviously The Grudge. Yeah, We've Juwan. got um, – hmm? Yeah, uh, yeah. Juwan, The Grudge. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, Juwan, yeah. yeah. Do you want to what? Do you want to, do you want to what? Uh, there was, yeah, I think like Pulse. Um, was it Shudder? Something I don't like know. that. Yeah, I there was, I mean, there was a lot. There I was, was actually lot uninterested them in them. And that it was all like, a, it was a launch of like a, or relaunch, I guess, of PG 13 horror. I remember right. horror people complaining about what it, the effect its popularity had on the horror genre in America after that. <laughs> well, I remember when I was younger too, this would have been one of those movies right around that time where I was, I was young and I even being a, movie, a horror snob at the time too. And almost, totally. I think when it first was coming out, I wanted to not like it because it was like a uh, horror shouldn't be PG 13. I was that, that uh, whole mentality, yep. but mm-hmm. I quickly had seen it or like, you know, I think it was because I was working at the theater that I would go in from time to time and watch scenes. It may have been something that I had seen in parts before I had seen the whole thing together. Interesting. But mm-hmm. I think ultimately then I did was like, yeah, no, this movie's fucking awesome. And yeah, evolved past that little <laughs> mindset there. But yeah, but that's what dove me into the the originals at the time and those i definitely i had those on bootleg that i bought from a comic convention the the all of them on vhs the 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 japanese originals yes so it was funny because i remember so for watching the original that we did for the episode here which they have it on shutter Mm-hmm. It was like a really I hadn't I haven't seen like a good quality of that because all I had ever seen it I was this like bootleg oh, yeah. VHS it's version of like VHS copy that's ring funny, one yeah. two ring zero like all the stuff that they had over there I was like yes give me give me all of it <laughs> give me all the ring which I'm to come up in your research about ring one and two in Japan and how they were released what what's what? the question I asked if it came up in your research about ring one and two and how they were released in Japan no okay. Well, they were, geez, I wasn't trying to kill the momentum. I just was going to let you give the <laughs> no, trivia I, if you had it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I didn't do anything on the sequels or anything. I just did it on the, on, right, uh, right. the yeah, the American one. I didn't, well, do, so, I didn't do much research into like the actual Japanese one. So they're based on a series of books. 
um, popular yeah. books over there by this guy who's like the Stephen King of Japan and the Kochi Suzuki. Uh, sure, I, I read it and don't know it, but I believe you. And uh, he <laughs> these move there. There was like a, a TV movie that came out right before this one, and they filmed one and two at the same time. Okay, um, before anything you know came out they were just planning on it being such a big success and it was the same actors in two but a different writer director and they two bombed one like took mm-hmm. off huge huge movie made you know like probably a hundred times what it cost to make um insanely successful and the second one like nobody even really saw and so the subsequent sequels in japan ended up pretty much ignoring the second one. And it was just the first one until whenever the 3D craze was for movies recent Mm -hmm. in the past like decade or so. Then they started making sequels to the original sequel that came out at the same time. It's all very kind of strange and convoluted. Um, But they were Sadako 3D movies. So they were just soaked in Sadako. Yeah. But she's crazy popular over there. Like from what I understand, like a, a horror icon would be here, like Mike Myers or Freddy Krueger or something. That's what she is in Japan. Oh, rad. All right. So guys, let's uh, let's get into it. Dude, like from fucking Jump Street, when this movie starts, even the DreamWorks intro has like static. And uh, I had to get and text tinted. And it's tinted. Okay, so I had a text confirmation about this because I was texting Sam. I was like, hey, man, um, quick question. Does this just have like a pale green gray t- like filter over everything? And I was like, my, it's like, is my TV fucked up? Like, what's going on? And then he's like, no, man, this is thing's totally tinted. It's I said, I don't know. I'm watching it tonight. I'll let you know. And then I text him. I was like, dude, from the beginning, the DreamWorks logo mm-hmm. is tinted. <laughs> it is, you yeah. are not crazy. This is yeah. So yeah, like this time. Is, it's this all really- tinted in like the green color specifically. They did that to have like a gross, grimy feeling. Yes. Unsettling feeling. And, Unsettling and feeling. this is a, almost the opposite of kind of what I was talking about with uh, Babadook, uh, where where they kind of did the paint decorum as kind of like the paint's gray and the actual set design. This is more of like a filter over the lens of everything throughout this entire movie yeah. to kind of mm-hmm. give it this like gritty ambiance. Except for that tree. Oh, that bright, that bright ass tree. So we kind of like uh, the first intro scene that we kind of get is uh, two high schoolers watching TV and in true classic horror format, one turns to the other and says, have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? You'll die in seven days. I'll give you totally honestly. When I first watched this on DVD, this intro scene, I laughed out loud because I did not expect to have the beginning of a movie talking about a movie that would kill you from Jump Street. As rewatching it, I found it more serious <laughs> watching because of the horrendous stuff that happens in the beginning. But interesting. Uh, I mean, I saw I saw it in theaters, but it never struck me that way. It was just like. And even today, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a conversation kids have. Like, oh, absolutely. No, it's 100%. like saying Candyman or Teddy. I mean, it's like the end of all of our episodes. <laughs> we have these conversations <laughs> with each other. And, it's totally um, true. No, but no, yeah, I never, I guess, was jarred by it. But uh, comparing it to the original, it's almost like the same, oh, it's same setup. Same same like, I forgot for like how, how similar in some aspects the, the two films were. 
Oh, totally. So the, uh, I guess we're going to talk our main, our first, first victim, Katie, actually, uh, plot twist, has actually watched the tape already. And uh, she says that she had seen uh, this in a camping cabin cabin a camping cabin um and uh guys this is what happens uh when you record a tape in the mountains without samara's permission because they were trying to record something and then they said she said like oh, we're trying to record something and then we're trying to do the game but then we watched it back we got this really weird tape well they were trying That's to in record the japanese version right no it's in is this one the american and, one too <laughs> yeah in both versions they're trying to watch something on the tv but they put a videotape in to record it because they can't watch it at the moment mm-hmm. and they come back to it and it didn't record what they were supposed to it was just our our, our video instead we got this ghost girl like what yeah. the fuck yeah. yeah talk about like the, it's like i was trying to watch All the I game to was, yeah i just wanted to watch the game now i'm gonna die in seven days <laughs> Ugh, i hate cabins <laughs> hate this sucks um so she's trying to reenact this and then she kind of like fakes her death and then kind of pops it back up but when that happens the phone starts rigging um and this is where we kind of start getting these really cool interesting shots the cinematography i really liked in this movie the use of long shots and the like perspective is really cool in this intro scene where the kind of the hallway kind of and the characters kind of getting le- like led into to the front of the phone hit a chord with me it was really good mm-hmm. yeah um, the director um was really trying to differentiate it from other horror movies that were popular in america at the time um he was saying a lot of stuff was sort of busy and messy so to speak aesthetically and he was trying to make this feel more like clinical or medical sort of sterile um and the what you were just saying about those long shots made me think he was successful in doing that oh yeah (laughs) it's got like it's weird because you have these like very like um like you said like sterile shots but because everything has this filter on it it just looks grimy so instead of like uh, that like these these really sterile shots. You get the abandoned hospital shots. That like you right. like the, it's like the idea of it should be sterile, but it feels really gross, and they're you're probably covered in bugs or something fucking really hmm. slimy. So the TV turns itself on, guys. And now we're not talking about like an Alexa thing. You know what I mean? Where you're like you're telling your you know. <laughs> Alexa, turn on television. Alexa, turn on scary white static. <laughs> scary white static, like it's somehow different from other static. It is. It's Put on the ominous. spooky one. Can, can, can you do the spooky one for me? Yeah. At this point, Becca's being a complete ass because uh, she. This is Katie thinks it's just Becca fucking with her, mm-hmm. and we get this like little hint of the creepy silhouette in the background. And oh, is that against the reflection of the TV? The TV and shit like that. Which I, is lo- just, I love that. Yeah, that stuff is just so off-putting, and um. I think with a huge nod to the original is that um, that in the original, that smaller like black TV is everywhere. Like it's like the Michael mm-hmm. Myers of the original movie is that there's so much shit going on and it's always in the background, just like looming. You know what I mean? Like it's behind sheets. Um, it puts on a Halloween mask. It's really it, watch the original. It's crazy. I missed all that. <laughs> I got the director's cut. <laughs> uh so she goes upstairs uh to water on the ground everywhere because it looks like becca clogged the toilet again and immediately opens the door um well i mean you have to stop mid-sentence i've been trying to get your attention for a while now Um, sorry one of the things i loved is when she's in the kitchen 
and she like opens the refrigerator door with that long shot mm-hmm. at, behind in the hall and then close and when it closes you're expecting there to be something and there's nothing oh, yeah. there totally screamed it that a lot in the new one but yeah. i love that sort of playing with anticipation of like setting up the scare and then it not paying off yes like the pump tension yeah yeah they use a lot there's a lot of good shots of like using the foreground and the background to set something up and sometimes it pays off sometimes it doesn't but i mean it the whole movie i feel like to compare this to the original i don't know if it could have been a language barrier like you know having not be able to get into it as much Mm -hmm. reading or whatever but like i feel Mm -hmm. like the mood is definitely more ominous throughout this movie i feel this is the creepier of the two like watching because i watch these back to back and um they took the 2002 version of the ring takes the really cool conceptual ideas of the original Mm -hmm. and like cranks the creep factor like to fucking spinal tap 11 like there's even like mm-hmm. the kills, because in the original, like the, uh, and we're going to fucking get into the <laughs> what the fuck faces, the, even how the people die yeah. is kind of like, it's exaggerated, but it's not mm-hmm. the level of the 2002. Even, uh, yeah, even like the, uh, the characters are very, I guess the best way to put it is that they believe everything that's going on. So like the character that plays, uh, Noah's, uh, the main protagonist, uh, uh, uh father figure in uh the original is like from jump street is like okay so this is like we got a ghost going on all right let's do this we got to fucking like we got a plan we're gonna go stick to it and there's so much like in the this one it's like is it is it not i don't know i don't really fucking believe you you know what i mean right well in the original too the the father in the movie isn't he like doesn't he have powers like psychic oh, powers he's also or a something like that? Yes. And yes, we know that like pretty much right away. So it yes. makes more sense for his character to be, be that way in that one. Oh, totally. I liked that actor too. And they were really, yeah, no, super, super fucking good. Um, so yeah. So uh, she opens the door to her bedroom and uh, a picture of well is on the screen and we get this fucking sweet evil dead like shot right to her face as it Mm -hmm. screams guys we get introduced to i would like to say and i i probably get arguments for this one of the creepiest children uh in cinema history um i dude man there's something about aiden that like this kid's got like a thousand yard stare from like jump street i didn't think of him as particularly creepy i just thought he just reminded me of like as like an adult that looked like a child like oh, that's what the yes. character is yeah. yeah i mean i mean yeah he is but like he Rickles, played that very like well a- just like a, a like a kid that's just like well an adult that looks like a kid that's just been through life and kind of fed up and just Going with the hum ho of it all. <laughs> totally like, all right, going to another funeral today, fixing yeah, my tie. Exactly. Yeah. It was, <laughs> he's just got like, your dress, mom. Well, he's just he has this impending I've seen some shit face mm-hmm. the entire movie. So like usually like there's a build up to that, like something crazy happens, and then he has like the what the fuck face. Uh and this is just from like the second Rachel gets to the classroom and you're introduced to this character. Do we know how old he is in this? Um, or how old the child is supposed to be? I don't necessarily I don't. think so. I thought it was between like ages six and nine, but like <laughs> that wasn't intentional. Uh, no, I mean I would probably say like it's a younger age. 
Well, sure. yeah, I was just thinking of him like in like comparison to in the Babadook, uh, our child there. I felt like such innocence of a child from that compared to such adultness yes. of this child. I feel like they were probably, I was thinking he was around the same age as the kid in the Babadook who it's is like turning six. seven. Yeah, yeah, turning seven. Okay. So. Six turning seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking I'm asking the the dads you know that have kids that you guys are probably oh, no, this kid better at me, judging yeah. age He's I feel like at hell. this point <laughs> I could I could tell you a kid who's two going on three that's about my, the range for me <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if yeah if you're like able to place it like it just like comes naturally now you're like oh yeah yeah that's you know about a yeah okay not good to know good to know not natural <laughs> <laughs> and they, ne- they never really explain this part too is that like when um rachel is picking aiden up from school the death of his cousin has it was katie we've seen the first one um so it's only been three days since her death mm-hmm. um he's been drawing like people in the ground and like really fucked up stuff for like over a week and i know that like they don't really roll back on that and i'm curious on if katie had talked to him before she died about what was going on with her or is that like the someone in the family is a psychic i think he is okay that's what i'm assuming he's a psychic he's a psychic yeah yeah, yeah. because he's talking to her without like he's she shows him things yes yes Yes, i think he's supposed to be a psychic that's what i figured Past this point, and I mean, honestly, honestly, the entire movie too, rain and dreariness is the warm, cozy, goo-filled blanket that wraps this entire movie. Like, everything is dull, even when it shouldn't be. It, it's like Seattle the movie. Like, it's I just mean, the, they're in Seattle. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it is. Yeah. It's like the quintessential, like, I don't know. everything I've seen is Frasier. just dreary. It's nothing like, and, like this. Yeah, this is not Sleepless in Seattle. Like, I was saying, like, this is not Sleepless in Seattle. Like, this is, this is the, gr- this is the grossest seattle weather you could possibly think of forever this is nirvana seattle (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, dude some of these one-liners from this kid man like we like we don't have time before we die katie didn't have enough time uh i also did like the salt it's not her room anymore yeah oh my god like stuff like that i it's weird too because he calls her rachel I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Like it's mostly on a first He's name. He's the basis. adult in the relationship. It's like yes. it's like they that. <laughs> it's like this character wasn't originally her son. It was just like her roommate that was her age. Yes. <laughs> and then this kid came in and auditioned for it, and they really liked him, so they oh changed it to be her well, son. Yeah, we like you a lot. I mean, <laughs> that would for you to just live with him, so we'll make him your son. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude. I mean, it would explain him laying out her clothes for a funeral. <laughs> Everything. Well, you know what. It's interesting. Maybe that was it. I mean, obviously, of course it wasn't, but there was no script for this movie when they started it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, they, too. It got, uh, obviously, they knew they were basing it on the Japanese movie. It was based on a book and so on. But mm-hmm. when they it got greenlit and it was time to start production, there was no script for the movie. So maybe that is what that it was. Probably. Honestly, ties in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of ties, uh, this, God damn it, dude, this kid's like six years old and is perfectly tying a tie in the mirror. Um, I, I couldn't I pull that Google shit off in high time. school. I, today I have to Google it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure this this kid this kid was supposed to be written as a 45 year old man, and they were just like, "All right, just work it out." Like you got this. Oh yeah, well, and that's the thing. He calls her Rachel. He puts out her clothes for her. He does his tie. He makes his own. I mean, the kid is 
very clearly the adult of the relationship. Oh, absolutely. And like, this is a, man, I even wrote this, like, this is a non-weapon building Sam. Like, this is, I feel like, and less manic. This is like. Non-tantrum having. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sociopath Sam. This is is very cut and dry. It's a conundrum. It is is a conundrum. He's fucking, yes, he is. So they kind of, um, they get lured. (laughs) It's out of the word of the day that's right i had i totally forgot guys that this movie has a word of the day and it's conundrum (laughs) he learns it and he uses it in a sentence multiple times throughout this so actually uh after you listen to this write conundrum in the comment section so we know that you Uh, watched the uh, episode (laughs) why did i just feel like that was peewee's playhouse is like and then scream Ah, well, because you said the secret word of the day is secret. Yeah, that's true. It is. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh God! All right, so yeah, all right. So at the um, wake or kind of the family hangout uh, after the funeral, allegedly uh, she had uh, Katie had a stroke, and it was a closed casket. Um, And they kind of just said that at 16 years old, her heart just stopped. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so I I'm saw sorry. her face. And yeah, then exactly. Scene. Um what the fuck? Okay, so uh this jump scare reveal uh of her in the closet to this day, to this day, like when I watched this, uh scares the ever-loving shit out of me. Like the, the okay. descended jaw, the veins, it's like a double fucking order of nope with a fuck that on the side. Like it was every it's time. Highly yeah, yeah, it's no, highly I effective. It's, yeah. I thought you were, and I agree with you on on that point. I thought you were going to make a different point of they say that she had a stroke or that her heart just stopped, but then we saw what she looked like, and as far as I know, your heart stopping or having a stroke <laughs> does not do that to at someone at all. Not even close. I don't care how overexerted you are. Like that's not going to fucking happen. And this is actually a little different than the uh, original. And that when you see the victims in the original, they do have the contorted faces, but like this looks like her jaw was like ripped to the side and just completely descended out. And like, yeah, like yeah, the original just was just kind of like a, little- a scream grayish and waterlogged ish yeah and veiny yeah and like and she has like the same she has the same body positioning that you see um like mummies have where like they're kind of like the uh uh, where they're kind of like knees up if you think of like uh south american mummies where like they're in these catacombs where they're almost in like a feet think of like a fetal position Mm -hmm. with like their hands all gnarled in front of them Mm -hmm. it's no Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Well, I wonder what the original, if the original would have done more, because the original had a budget of $1 million, <laughs> where the American budget had a almost $50 million budget. So they were able to, you know, do more, like make them look cooler, the victims yeah. of... Samara oh, totally. Well, I think, Sadako, I think they did a Stoku. really good job of taking the original ideas and just making them just that much more creepier you know oh yeah i I much prefer the american version which i know at the time was like i remember at the time i was like oh you gotta see the original it's so much better and now i think that's just something people uh who want to sound like like a film snob i don't know it's just something people say to sound cool (laughs) totally 
so Rachel kind of puts on her investigation hat and uh, they're talking about maybe it's drugs with the high schoolers uh, outside the house. Uh, but then it's revealed that she had a secret boyfriend and Katie's secret boyfriend who also watched the tape died uh, killing himself the exact same night that she died. Uh, then with uh, some scratched out eyes and a photo receipt, Rachel finds photos of Katie going to the cabin. And in the process, sees the events kind of unfold, which is kind of a great fucking visual cue. Storytelling. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're watching it chronologically happen. You see like the kids enjoying themselves and you see them fucking around with the goddamn fucking tape. Uh, and then afterwards, the last shot is the kids outside of the cabin and all of their faces are distorted. And we're talking like Funhouse so Mirror off-putting. style, mm-hmm. like droopy, like dolly clock melting faces. Also, complete side tangent, gentlemen. I know that this was in 2002, but you know how fucking rad it would have been to have an app on your phone when this movie came out that you could just do that? So you could just select whose face you could get, like, warped and then send them to your... I mean, it would cause It'd a be panic. a Snapchat filter. It would be a Snapchat filter. I mean, also, it would be like a War of the Worlds type thing. Like, this would be... Like, if that technology was around in 2002, it would have fucked, it, like, thousands of people up. She comes to realize that all these kids in the photograph all dead they all died at exactly 10 p.m she calls the coroner for katie katie's death 10 p.m 10 p.m is not a good time to be (laughs) 10 p.m yeah they're like wow all these kids it's not enough that they all died the same night she was like let me make sure it was the same time yeah exactly (laughs) otherwise you know could have just been a coincidence That all four of these kids died at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. In separate places, separate different ways. Which actually, the other kids, hmm? don't they, how do they die? It's like one commits suicide and the other two are in a car accident. You think that's just like cover like the stroke and heart attack thing? Yes. Because wouldn't they also be all goofed up <laughs> looking? Yes. Um, I would say the high fall from the building would have made him into like person pate. So you probably wouldn't have been sure. able to like distinguish him getting fucked up. And then the car accident, which I think is kind Could of a the nod same to, to the original because they find the two kids in the car. They've been like necking. A lover's or, lane. Yeah, yeah, necking. Exactly. Uh, this one, it's yeah, same thing, but they were driving. So I, I feel like that there wasn't a connection because obviously like a car wreck – and then you've got a kid who commits suicide from jumping from a high building. Yeah. Yeah. Still fucking. I mean, yeah, just the idea they all died on the exact same night would also just like that's huge red flags anyways. But just to be sure, let me find out that time. Or do, yeah. Samara, she's powerful, man. She's like, ah, man, they're all. Like, or how did she if they were driving on like a highway or something? How did she get to them? <laughs> no it was one around. of those. It was one of those minivans that had like the TV in the back mm, for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel takes a drive up to uh, a cabin at Shelter Mountain Inn uh, and to kind of check out the place herself. Um, where, and oh, now we get um, one of the greatest magic tricks to ever the fall cinema ever. Uh, that is the manager trying to guess the card. Um, mm. I remember watching that. I actually laughed out loud just how fucking awkward that mm-hmm. entire scene was. Um, funny enough, also, uh, the innkeeper. Uh, is one of the um, rednecks from uh, Natural Born Killers that gets killed by the jukebox. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I like, yeah, I liked that scene as well. And for some reason, uh, it's one of the differences between the two movies, the original and the American one, the shopkeeper's personality, but also 
And the American one is just like a shelf in the lobby where you go and pick a movie from, mm-hmm. uh, where you have to ask for it behind the counter in the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's still both blank unlabeled tapes, but for some reason I like it more just being on this like leave one, take one shelf than yeah. having to ask the manager like, hey, give me that blank tape. <laughs> oh, totally. And it also would explain how it got there. Um, right, exactly. Without his knowledge. Right, it makes it more mysterious oh yeah absolutely so she gets the same room uh that uh katie had gotten uh and uh she picks that vhs tape up and uh guys this cabin that she goes into should have a kondarian dagger and a necronomicon in it because i got like such evil dead vibes from that cabin i don't it's just cabins be like that though i it's hard not to have a cabin in the woods with evil dead vibes i mean even cabin in the woods you get that vibe (laughs) (laughs) totally um and yeah no rachel picked correctly because she did actually find the tape um so we get to watch the tape and um this is an unsettling weird like this totally. film plays out like a German college student surrealist video like final thesis. Um it's uh just needs uh, to say Finn at the end. Finn. <laughs> uh <laughs> it is it's basically it's a monochromatic black and white uh uh just weird overlaying shots. We get um we have like horses, uh we have close-ups of horses, we have <laughs> drowning, we have people <laughs> in mirrors. We've got uh, uh oh, we got a, a, a finger going through uh, a nail going a nail. through a finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, dangerous ladders. Um, fire. Get solo chairs. Solo uh, chairs. Oh, the maggot. Uh, maggot people. Yes, maggots, and then them turning into people writhing. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, now okay, so this video in particular. Um, I want to get into the viral videos that came out. So this video in its entirety that you see in the film was left without a prompt. So there was multiple websites that led to this that would just play intermittently. The one that I watched when I first saw this had no like coming soon. So like they would just randomly play this tape in between commercials. Yes. On super on late, late night, night television. TV. Right. Yeah. The marketing went so crazy. That's so cool you saw that. Uh, It was (laughs) fucking wild. It blew. That was like one of the top things that like blew my like mind in movies for me. Um, Especially like viral marketing stuff like that. Well, and it is so off putting that video too. Like if that just came on late night TV, I'd be like, I would have been freaked out. (laughs) Dude, I legitimately thought I had just left on 120 minutes on MTV or MTV2 at the time. Like I thought it was a music video. Like, I was like, what the fuck am I Not watching? Sure. Oh, my God. Like, oh, uh, this is a new tool video. Oh, sweet. Uh, th- they also, which was great, too, um, they actually made VHSs, and they actually left them in a bunch of different places. They left them on college campuses. They left them on cars, on uh, at movie theaters, like, mm-hmm. all <sighs> over the U.S., that's really cool. I I saw the movie theater one. The college campus would have been wild to find it in your like library at school or something. Oh but the God. movie theater would have been crazy too. Because can you imagine like? So what I read was they left it on seats at theaters, and I was thinking like, 
So you go and you go to see this movie and there's this thing as like the promo and you watch the movie and then you like look down in your hands and be like, fucking no, I do not want to take this. Like, I will leave this here for the next person to come. Like, <laughs> I'm not taking that. That's, that might be a snuff movie. Oh, or actually, I guess had I watched, no, because I would have just saw the ending. I'm going to be like, I got to go make a copy of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to make the copies real quick. Uh, then Rachel gets a phone call and a little girl whispers. So we, um, yeah, and reasonably so, Rachel's pretty fucked up about it. Uh, so she uh, calls her friend Noah. And uh, I think I probably would have started losing my shit when she did, when she was photographing herself repeatedly with her digital camera and mm-hmm. she was just getting the blurred, dis- like distorted face. Um, I think that's when like the funny haha or funny coincidence would ultimately be like, oh, I've stepped in a big fucking dung heap of supernatural goo right now. And I I think I might have screwed myself. Yeah, I would. That would be very concerning if that happened to me. I don't know. Yeah. I would. But the other thing I would have done, though, uh, which didn't happen is I would have been taking a picture of him to make sure it wasn't just like the camera cross reference. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, no, you're in the same, I mean like that would make sense and that probably would have helped Noah out because he didn't believe her. So he had to watch the tape for himself. He's oh, like, yeah. no, nah, that's a bunch of more. Okay. Let me go. Let me go watch that. While this is going on. I loved, there's some really good like homage scenes. This one I really fucking loved the balcony scene, which is this beautiful homage to rear window where Rachel's uh, mm-hmm. is just glancing over all of these apartments of all of these people's lives and they all have TVs in them. So like she can't really get away from the TVs. And I do like the guy who has the broken leg in the wheelchair. Like that was that like yeah. oh, that Hitchcock like mm, a chef's yeah. kiss is so good. Look who it is. Right. <laughs> and uh, of course he watches it and the phone fucking rings and she simply just requests she's like hey man i need you to find out who made this and where this came from like we need to figure this out because now she's like ultimately getting the heebie-jeebies what's weird is that she decides to copy it uh to try to decipher anything important from the tape but the machine's acting weird so like we kind of get like a normal tape recorder and then it kind of gets like the um star trek deep space nine uh controls like it just turns into gobbledygook on the control thing all the tracking yeah on mm-hmm. the digital display that would have said like the minutes and seconds or fast yes. forward or whatever it was all, all just garbled up yeah nonsense digitalness which cool oh totally well it's also really <laughs> weird too because now we're down we're starting the countdown now and we're at friday day two uh, the copy has the same number jarbling effect as the first tape, and technically that shouldn't happen. So, like, Noah kind of explains that, like, the control track kind of tells you where it came from. So it kind of just, like, gives it this really weird um, uh, cloning effect that wouldn't normally happen with a VHS. Which I have no idea if that that's true, but it just sounds like sort of like tech bullshit that they would mm-hmm. write into something that is just oh, like, yeah. oh, the tracking thing. Well, you see, every VHS has its own fingerprint. He says, like, yes. yeah. each one has its own fingerprint, and it was that that made me be like, all right, so this is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it sounded like a little far-fetched thing. Yeah, and he goes, and he explains that the ring tape is like, a tape is like, this is like being born without fingerprints. Yeah. <laughs> They also, which is kind of, I thought this was kind of interesting. They realize that there's like, a, there's more of the image past the cut frame. So like, they're trying to like manipulate it to try to like see what's on the other side. I thought that was cool. I pretty much everything involving the tape in the American version, like seeing it the way they study yeah. it, all of it. I prefer to prefer oh, it to yeah. the original. I do like the towel guy 
in oh, the original. Yes. Agreed. Pony I'm glad around. you brought that up. Talman yes. is like Tal guy's good. Tal yes. guy's great. I mean, like, I really but, wish they would have kept Tal guy. Yeah. Other than, uh, yeah, <laughs> very good point. I'm glad you brought him up, Tal guy. I love him, and I love his use at the end when he points to the purse. Um, yes. Yes. I think the ghosts in the original are way more helpful than the ghosts in the American version. But maybe that's a cultural thing. Yeah, I mean, they just try to help people out. You know what I mean? Oh, so we get our first of many, but we get our first creepy fucking ladder in the middle of the goddamn alley. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, This is the only movie that could make ladders creepy. Like, that was hilarious. Like, you look at it, it's like ominous ladder. And you're like, oh, god damn it. And then he's like, a construction worker starts, like, walking up it. And you're like, oh, thank god. It's just a normal ladder. Yeah, it's just a guy painting in the, like, in the middle of a wall with a ladder by itself. (laughs) I love, I love, what what does he say to her? He's like, watch out, lady, don't you know that's bad luck? But Mm -hmm. she she was about to touch it like she was going to climb it. And then he's like, says that, like, I would have been. So a few things here. I would have been like, excuse me, can I help you? Like, why are you trying to climb my ladder? Right. <laughs> and stop, then, hey, stop touching my ladder. Is it bad luck to climb someone else? Don't you know it's bad luck to like walk up to somebody else's ladder and start climbing it? Like, he, it's not like she was about to walk under it or something. I don't know. <laughs> she Everything already it, walked under it, I believe. Right. Yeah, she did. She, the luck's <laughs> already gone. Like, she's so, now just doubling down on it. When you first initially see the lone ladder, there it is, like, oh, there it is. But From everything the, yeah. else they wrote about that scene, I just find so silly. <laughs> it was pretty silly. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're uh, dolphin. We now kind of get to the mental institution. Massive where... erect penis. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to move something, and it just no, it's went off. Uh, take it back to where you're starting again yeah uh so now we go to the mental institution and we see becca who now has to be uh escorted with a moving sheet with her around any television (laughs) yeah um which is holy shit she got Uh, it good that entire sequence with her and rachel i thought was like so fucking good especially how she kind of like deadpans her he says four more days someone will show her how katie died like she already knows that she's seen it and she's going to die. Like, I think that's like. So my like, question Ugh. here is, does Becca all of a sudden have supernatural powers? I don't think so. I think now that she's some, we didn't, we didn't see what happened to her or how right. she was involved at right. the house. But I think her exposure to Samara, who can like project into people's heads. Mm-hmm. I think she is now projecting into um okay her yeah because i was scared yeah how, why there'd be no other which i guess she could have been doing know. to the kid yeah. but for some reason maybe because i just watched the japanese version for the kid i was like oh so he's the psychic in this one but totally. it, he could theoretically also just be getting projections yeah i don't know how fucked up you would be if like your buddy watched the the ring tape you didn't and then a little girl comes crawling out of a television and murders your friend in front of you i'm pretty sure you like I, she may just kind of be like, now don't you tell anybody. Or actually, in her case, I need you to tell like five of your friends. She's like a, um, she's like a chain chain letter. email. Yeah, yeah that's what like the video email. is. Like, hey, I'm not gonna fuck you up, but you gotta tell five of your closest friends to tell five of their closest friends, or I'm gonna come back and murder you. All right, toodles. That'd be funny if that's what chain email said, or I will come back and murder you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> going around oh, the God. office. Oh, I, I love this fucking machine. So we realize what's past the um, t- tracking feed uh, because we get to play with around with this Cold War era giant editing machine, which I thought was like this. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it was fucking huge. You know, what's funny. I didn't even think of it as being. And now that you say it, I it does seem like in big and like ridiculous to have but both times i was just like oh you know this is like newsroom equipment this is what stuff is like there <laughs> totally it was like it, it looked like the first like ibm computer that took up like 15 rooms like, yeah, that's what ridiculous. i felt like i was walking through it was like all right and then like push this button here and then here then pull this lever and then this electricity bolt will kind of come out and then the hamsters will start running on the wheel and then it'll record the thing. nasa 1969 yeah, dude uh so yeah okay so we got to actually see what's past it and it is a lighthouse on the island and to add a creepy cherry on the sunday she literally picks the fly out of the movie like she's using the tracking it's going back and forth back and forth she stops and then picks this fly off of the fucking screen and the first time i saw that i was like uh like it wasn't a uh i wasn't scared it was this like oh god damn it oh no. That's unsettling. A lot of this movie is just kind of mm-hmm. unsettling, kind of like with the green filter and the sterile view of things. What I love about that is it's the second time we see her try and do it because both times while the movie is paused, what I found even more unsettling is while it's paused, the fly that should be in the screen, yeah, kind of moves around like it's alive, which is like that for me is like, creepy. Oh, hate it. Hate it. <laughs> Rachel finds out where the lighthouse is, and it's a place called Moscow Island, and in doing so, finds the woman from the tape as part of a historical society. Her name is Anna Morgan, and the plot thickens. Through some more research, there was a string of horse deaths on the island that uh, that can't be explained at all, and then she commits suicide? The plot is thickening more than the gravy at a Cracker Barrel, my friends. It is getting, <laughs> is getting super, super. We're getting like bombarded with information at this point because like well, Rachel's detective she, skills are out the fucking we, roof. Anna Morgan. Also, we know that she the these horses that are dying are her horses. She like yes raises them or races them or does some sort of equestrian. She's a, a horse games. Uh, farmer. With, I'm a horse farmer. I'm a horse farmer. They grow yearly. <laughs> Come on down to my horse farm. Pick your own horses. So she's a horse breeder. And at the Morgan farm, there was a series of inexplainable deaths that happened to almost all the horses that were living there. We know that they drowned, right? Or like we see them washed up on the beach. Totally. Well, and you also find out that she committed they suicide. They were seahorses. <laughs> Back to Poseidon. <laughs> I find it really, uh, I think when it clicks, when she realizes that Anna killed herself and jumped just like in the movie when she sees it is also one of those like, oh, God damn it. Eola psychiatric facility is where they kept her. Uh, and now, oh, man. OK, so Noah didn't really believe the hype. And now he's totally fucking believing the hype because he was at that convenience store and then looked up at himself and oh, he had just yeah, that was goof. Neat. Yeah, that's a great moment. I love great that part. Movie. Oh, dude. And I like the the cashier just being like, huh, just kind of looking at him. And like, yeah, it's weird. like waves her hand in front of the <laughs> face for a second, right? Oh, weird. Well, he, it's yeah. so weird. I love the you're going to die thing. I feel like you're gonna die. maybe I hadn't seen that as much at the time when I seen it, mm-hmm. first saw the movie, because obviously those types of mo- moments are in plenty of 
spooky supernatural movies. But it works really well in this one, especially because it like relates to the cigarettes and isn't just some complete yes. non sequitur. Yeah, it's not like it's the uh, I'm into mergers and ac- or murders and executions. What'd you say? I'm into mergers and acquisitions. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. He didn't hear it wrong. He just yeah, he's like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Rachel goes, is back in her place. She's trying to have a phone conversation. She has drilled uh, a little sip sip of water and starts choking um on something and uh she digs this whole scene where she digs that cord hair out of her throat and it's the oh, yeah. um what is that it's like a uh, like a little uh node thing yeah just for like yeah. uh, EKG stuff yeah yeah is this in a metaphor warming does this count there's was, no puking yeah but something does come out of the mouth but i mean it's like gagging while pulling something yeah. out of your mouth yeah like a light warning maybe totally <laughs> And if you don't, yeah, and if you're, uh, if you have hydrophobia, uh, the phone starts oozing water simultaneously. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of water in this movie. There's Look a out. lot of water in this. I don't, I don't care about the hydrophobics. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm coming at, at Texans and hydrophobics. God, wow. This is something interesting I thought about watching it this time was, um, cause I was thinking about the PG 13 thing is that water is almost used in place of blood. Um, yes. as like a scary liquid I don't know but like you know the coming out of the phone covering the floors whatever it is it a lot of the times like I was like man that could have been in a our horror that would have just been blood totally I think that the, I mean this is you make a really good point because the, the definitive thing which makes this PG-13 over R is that there really is not a lot I mean there's no there's a little bit of blood nosebleeds yeah <laughs> yeah at points <laughs> but I mean, like, I think honestly, the goriest things that we see in this film are the victims and there are only flashes mm-hmm. of them. Right. A yeah. lot of this is a, a very just the mood is just off putting and completely scary. Mm-hmm. Rachel gets this huge nightmare where she sees a little girl in her son's room. She grabs her and then she gets a hint of like a white room and then wakes up. So this is where she wins Mother of the Year. Oh, award. that was a cool shot when she grabs her and kind of like. The way the camera spins with her yes. head and the background changes and it goes, not even really sure how to describe it, but it was just I like the way it was done. Totally. And that like glance of that like white room at the end. But yeah, like I said, she gets mother of the year award because uh, she didn't secure the tape and Aiden woke up early enough to watch some Saturday morning cartoons, Samara style. And uh, yeah, he winds up watching the tape. Brutal. So now they're both doomed and now Noah's convinced. We also get a huge fucking plot twist in here. Um, she calls him and says, "Our son watched the tape." So now mm-hmm. we are now we're in uh, uh, in the know that uh, Noah is uh, Aiden's father, and that is right. why he got called. So yeah, and I mean, I don't remember when I was originally watching this, like the first time or so, if I had thought that was coming. I feel like. I've seen it so much now, knowing yeah. this movie and the original. Like, yeah, that's his father, and I, I mean, compared to the original as well, we didn't even talk about it. When like you first see Aiden and Noah meet each other in the rain, I love that shot mm-hmm. when they're walking, which is just oh, they like make eye contact with each other, and yeah, just it's just like off. that quiet like shot. It's like okay, these people know each other but have no real relationship, but then yeah, you find out that it's the father. But it's like I don't remember how long. Like if I knew that going into it, or and being surprised by this or not. 
Oh, too totally. I mean, like, yeah, I, I think when I first watched it, it was one of those where I was like, I knew they had some kind of relationship, but I didn't think it was father son. I thought it was like, um, like they had had history, or like he had had no, I had history with Rachel, and that's how they knew each other. But then having the son, he was like, oh, okay, that completely. All right, that completely changes it. But we also get um, super fucking real talk in the car about being a dad. And that's when we start getting the conundrum. <laughs> Conundrums used in the car sequence. That's a good that joke from earlier, you may recall. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the secret word of the day. So Rachel starts looking at Katie's notes uh, because Katie at this point also had been having visions up until her death. So she was writing down notes and doing drawings and... Uh, so now they got a location, guys. So uh, they do the thing that most horror movies do, and they decide to split up because they're short on time. Rachel's going to go to the island, and Noah is going to go to the hospital to try to figure out. This is day six? Yes, this is yeah. day six. Seems like the movie flew by like the first five days, and then day six was a long day. <laughs> yes, it's a very, very long day. Uh, it's a really long day, especially for Rachel, because uh, Rachel's on the ferry. Uh, to the island, and then uh, when she realizes that Anna had a daughter, and mm. through the notes, and uh, we also, oh my god, okay, this is the only part of the movie that fucking irritates the shit out of me because it's um, who has the bright idea to start petting a random horse? I love this part. Well, I'd say a lot of people, a lot of people do stupid shit like that, but it's like, yeah. why does she keep doing it when the thing's freaking it's out? Clearly, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's it's fine, it's okay. And then, yeah. like, r- like jolts her hand in and tries slapping the horse around. Like, I get the idea of, like, I don't know, the majestic feeling you get when you pet a huge animal like that. But, like, if you've just seen... You get that? <laughs> it, it, you know, you get that? It's, like, majestic. You know, it's a big animal. Uh, but if you just watched a movie that had, like, I don't know, horse murdering, face warping, little girls coming out of your nightmares, maybe, like, not pet the giant hoofed patron of the fairy. Like, maybe, maybe avoid that. <laughs> maybe the thing that could crush and kill you. You know, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, you guys guess it. Uh, it gets loose and causes a fucking panic. <laughs> this entire horse scene, horse horse is loose on a ferry. The horse is loose in a hospital. It seemed like the ferry workers were used to it. They, I yeah, mean, they, they seemed all seemed like ready to cap- catch a horse. Like another loose horse. All right, let's go. <laughs> another loose horse. Here we go. Like, oh, this must happen all the time. Oh my god, yeah. So this thing loops a few times and it goes beelining straight for Rachel, uh, and then it jumps off the fucking boat. And I'm going to say we get, uh, yeah, we probably get the most messed up horse death with the exception of the never ending story. I would say nothing's going to top the never ending mm. story, but this is a close second to me because this fucking horse goes through it. I mean, like it jumps off, it fucks its legs up, it hits the water, it's trying desperately to do something and then gets sucked under the boat and then yeah, it gets fucking it's shredded. off screen. Yeah. It, gets su- it does. It actually And then gets- everybody runs to the back. They're like, let's see if it pops out yeah. under the boat. I'm sure What's it won't get happen? torn up by the propeller. <laughs> this is a sailboat, ran. right? Yeah. Like, what did they think they were running to see? Oh, my God. A uh, horse murder. And that was yeah. on the menu. Well, I forgot. So I had, I had, when this movie came out, I loved it. I watched it a bunch. And then it was so popular it kind of became played out and I kind of was uninterested and kind of almost even turned off by it pretty much since then. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching this movie, I was remembering how much I liked it and I feel probably differently about it today than I did before we watched it for the podcast. 
But as she was going up to the horse, I was like, oh, God, I remember this. And this part had the biggest impact of, on me at the time I saw it. Like when I left the movie, the fir- the thing I thought about the most was the horse scene. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I'd never I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'd never seen a horse get taken out like that in a movie before. And no. I was like, oh, and fuck. it's charging her. And then it you think it's going after her, obviously. And it jumps yeah. over. And it was just like the first time seeing that I had was very impactful. <laughs> so simultaneously, while the horse scene is going on, uh, Noah is doing the turn of the uh, turn of the millennium man of the hour and doing a little breaking and entering into the records room. Rachel does get to the farmhouse, of the Morgans and uh, does a little bit of snooping. Um, she finds Mr. Morgan and tries interviewing him on what happened on his farm. So we find out that all of the horses intentionally ran into the water surrounding the island and drowned themselves. They all went crazy and literally were just marched themselves into the ocean or water. That, and as an audience, we think, well, that's unusual. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, that's odd. <laughs> Never There's, heard of yeah, that so, before. Yeah, so the horses Jonestown themselves and she kind of reveals about the tape and she's at the assumption now that it's a message from his wife and he is totally in a don't give a shit attitude and tells her just forget about it and kicks her out. At this point, the first time watching it, I was like, I would be interested to know what my wife's doing. He goes, nope, don't care. Get the fuck out. It was just fucking just. Yeah, it's interesting. I like his. I think uh, Brian Cox does a great job mm-hmm. as that character because at first he does just seem like this kind of friendly farmer fella. And then his sort of turn and. All of a sudden, it's, he's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very off-putting kind of man. Mm-hmm. Um, so before Rachel leaves for the island, Aiden gives her a drawing. That drawing's of the Morgan's house. So mm, Aiden tells that's a good her, moment, which is a great <laughs> moment. You're like, oh, oh. Aiden tells Rachel that a little girl told him to draw it for her. So now we realize that Samara's reach is now kind of. Uh, uh, her tendrils are kind of getting into everyone. She, uh, her oh hair God. tendrils. Yeah, yes. Uh, and they kind of get a little nod that she hates. Uh, she hates living in the barn, and the horses keep her up at night. Uh, but she lives well, in darker silence place of the now. Lambs. Yeah, very silence of the lambs. This is kind of an interesting one because Rachel goes to visit the island doctor. I really like this entire scene because it kind of talks about like uh, the want for this kid. Uh, that the uh, Anna really wanted to have a child and they were desperately trying to have a kid, didn't wind up happening. So they went away for a while and then came back with Samara. And Samara had, uh, as the doctor kind of puts it, uh, special needs. Uh, She was adopted and she kind of caused hallucinations and other really terrible shit. Anna knew about it, but tried to take care of her, but she kind of had her limits because like being, just being around this girl like just gave her like violent visions mm-hmm. and vision like hallucinations burnt, yeah best way to describe it, burned into her brain the last the doctor heard uh she went to eola and everyone on the island was fucking super stoked about it because the second she left their <laughs> lives were shitty but they were less shitty once she left the island so mm-hmm. they did not mm-hmm. really care yeah because uh then watts character what's the mom's name rachel rachel yeah she's like well i mean didn't you know that she was never actually at the hospital or so? And she's like, no, we were all like, she's gone. Hooray. Yay. <laughs> they, had a, they had a celebration of the Times Square. 
So Noah kind of gets the access to the film sessions, but pump fake Richard Morgan took the goddamn tape. And uh, we know this because Rachel goes back to the Morgan's farm and decides a little, uh, a little trespassing of her own. And uh, she goes through some files and millipede jump scare. This fucking millipede jump scare, even to this day, fucks with me. Every is it a millipede or a centipede? Millipede? Uh, it's it's a pede. It's I, a I pede. believe it, I believe it's a centipede. I don't. I think millipedes. It's a pede. You're right. It's a pede. Yeah. I th- it's a pede. Centipede. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, but it made me pee. I peed my. I peed peed a little. I peed a little at the peed scene. I love the moment she's when we find the Noah, the dad, right? Yeah, has been meanwhile convinced some guy to let him in somewhere, so he's going to find the copy of this tape, and that that's happening at the same time she's doing this, right? Because then it's like. Uh, they're like, well, let's see. He's like, oh yeah, I'm her father. He's like, oh, what's your secret? You know, I know you're up to something. Anyway, I love the moment of, uh, he's like, it says you're the last person to have checked this out. (laughs) He has like that shock, like, oh, me? It's like, uh, uh, really caught you now. But we do get to actually see the tape. Yeah, and Samara doesn't sleep. And apparently she creates pictures with her mind. Mm -hmm. And she totally wants to fucking hurt people and she can't stop it but she's sorry but she's sorry about it she's really sorry fyi that's a classic line it is a centipede it is a centipede okay (laughs) that's what i thought okay it is a centipede a millipede has like a bunch of like smaller tiny little things going on right a millipede lives for a million years a centipede lives for for a hundred exactly right and you can tell how many years they lived by how many legs they have oh yep did you know that science we'll, we'll do a mini on uh yeah we'll do it yeah, 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 perfect oh my god yeah so yeah dad loves horses but apparently not the wednesday adams of adopted kids because um yeah he kind of puts a fucking end to that really quickly and kind of pulls her out of treatment i wonder why she was she was living in the barn probably what because in the house they were she was giving him hallucinations yeah, I okay, so I think honestly they put her there because when Anna's mental state started to like really rapidly degrading, you realize that like I, I almost treat her like she's radioactive, where like she has an mm-hmm. aura about her and can manipulate things around her. So they basically when she's Anna started getting like super sick, they just quarantined her in the barn above. So, like, sure. they wouldn't be, like, directly around her at all times. I would have brought her back to wherever she came from. <laughs> I don't know if they can. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but before we find out her abode, Rachel gets fucking clocked across the head uh, by Richard. And mm-hmm. um, he drags the TV upstairs. And Well, before all this, I mean, there's a really beautiful shot here talking about the foreground and the background of while she's uh, yeah. watching it. It's, you know, oh, close up of her face. sitting there behind her. Well, before before even that it's happens, empty. you know, this is, yeah, it's empty. And we're, we have our lighthouse, you know, spinning around. So you're feeling the shot being set up more or less because you're watching in the background, you know, light moves through the scene and it illuminates mm-hmm. everything and it quickly goes to, to black. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, this is something's going to pop up there. And then it does it again. Yep. It's like everything's illuminated. Nothing's there. And then it goes to black. And then eventually you just see him 
standing there. And I believe this is the scene that scared someone so much in the theater that they threw their popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. But oh yes, yeah, so and then that ultimately amazing. leads to him clocking her and then pulling the TV because he needs that extra juice, I think. Oh, he needs that extra juice. Yeah, he clearly didn't bring enough. <laughs> oh my god he uh richard um is still hearing her voice and the horrible images and um in because of this uh he sets up the fucking spinal tap of suicide machines because he has every electronic in the house mm-hmm. tied to wires and i believe a horse bit uh in a bathtub full of water she never sleeps, and he fucking fries himself just in time for Noah to show up to watch this dude fucking French fry himself. Well, Noah doesn't see it. He comforts her in the hall because I remember thinking, watching it, that it was odd because she comes out screaming and freaking out. And he's like, hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. And she's like, you know what? It is okay. It, like, she gets over it real quick. And then he has no idea what was okay or not. Yeah. Right. And then he sees it. And then he's just kind of like, oh. Ooh, okay all right let's get out of here but also we get one of my favorite lines to me the two big lines from the movie are the you don't want to hurt anyone but i do and i'm sorry and right before he kills himself she's like uh if he doesn't i i need your help otherwise she'll kill my son and he's like oh yes he will or Uh she will and then fries himself um which that oh yes she will thing uh for me was always like one of like, the best oh, ones. God. Uh so now we go to the barn and uh yeah we get to see another goddamn scary ladder again. Uh and this one climbs to uh Samara's bedroom, uh which is in kind of like a crow's nest on top of the barn. And behind the idealistic wallpaper is a burned drawing of a tree. This tree reveal was so fucking cool when I saw it for the first time. I just thought that entire fucking, like, just the burned etched, like, she burned this thing in with her mind is just Mm -hmm. the wildest fucking... Mm -hmm. No, it's cool. That whole scene's cool. I like... It's very... The way it's shot, again, going to the cinematography when you first see the ladder, and then the way... The reveal of it leading to the bedroom and then the wallpaper and the reveal of that, all of that is just cool. That's fucking, I thoroughly dug it, but the tree is familiar because the tree is on the hill next to the cabin where Katie and her friends watched the video for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that leads us into fucking day seven. We are in the home stretch, ladies and gentlemen of death and destruction, seven days the noose is tightening, uh, and it is a race against time, and this fucking crazy Matrix green filter. I don't know if it was me. It got greener. Uh, and Some shots easier. were greener than others, I feel like, for sure, because I kind of wouldn't notice it anymore, and then it would cut to a new scene or something. I'd be like, oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> yes, what the fuck? Uh, so they have like uh, Rachel and Noah kind of have this like weird meltdown, uh, which leads to the helpful use of marbles in films. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably do a subsection of just my favorite use of marbles helping people out in cinema. Yeah, it's a Top mini, five a marble, marble, a marble mini, yeah. a marble mini. I love uh, it. They find a pitch on the floor and a gross mold ring that is. Oh god, they did such a good job on the goo, like mold. And water damage and goo in this movie are top tier. I, and I like the use of the marbles. I thought it was clever and maybe still do. I don't know how to feel. One of the weird things with this movie 
is so many movies tried to imitate it in different ways. And this movie was imitating so many other movies. But anyway, I loved the marble thing. Cause, uh, what's his name's having a freak out? Cause he's like, we don't know what to do. You're going to die. Show and me, he knocks me. over a thing full of marbles and all the marbles roll into this like circle on the floor because you realize there's like a indented ring there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was a ring. <laughs> so Noah goes full Jack Torrance on the floor and they uncover a fucking well, just like the video smack dab in the middle of the flooring of this cabin. Uh, they remove the lid, which reminded me of the circular rock in Ted the Caver. Like I was getting super Ted the Caver vibes when they were uncovering this. Um, just on this, just like the stone monolith like top as they're sliding it off. Mm. No, oh, yeah. Oh, just like mm, just that. Go back and good. listen to Ted the Caver. Do it. Bum, bum, bum. In a fucking gross magic trick, while they're investigating, the TV flickers and the physical nails from the floor start sprouting like a tool music video. Uh, they are hearing the rumbling, and uh, when they kind of like they're testing, uh, I think they throw like a rock in, and they're kind of like trying to figure out how deep this thing goes. Uh, they hear this rumble, and a giant swarm of flies shoots out of the well, making them flail all over the place which causes the floor to collapse, making the TV slide. This is like mousetrap. It's like makes the TV mm-hmm. slide completely down and fucking punch Rachel in the face and mm-hmm. hitting her into the well. That whole, man, that scene fucked me up. Like her falling down the well was just like, oh, God. Pretty, yeah, I mean, she looked like that horse falling off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like that ragdoll effect where she's just oh, yeah. like, bah, 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 bah. they're like, look, we got a ragdoll guy. So if, <laughs> if you can make, if you, you can make use of that, please, <laughs> please do. I, dude, when she recovers the bottom, I know it's a movie, but I was like, holy shit, she's alive. Like, I thought she just died. Like, I thought that like, oh, she yeah. was just like fucking well, like, Bleh. doesn't she like bounce off the walls? <laughs> <laughs> like multiple times. And like not even a concussion, not a head Thank contusion. Goodness. Nothing. Yeah, she's okay. Which original versus this one? In the original, they just kind of like go under the house looking for it. Yeah. But she gets lowered in, or he mm-hmm. gets lowered in. No, they're, she. They're draining. He climbs down, he and climbs, then they put yeah. in buckets and are slowly like they're trying to using drain buckets the rest to empty of the, the well, well, which yeah. didn't make sense to me at all. And then they argue. And then they switch roles, and then she goes down into the well. But if they were looking for the body, why would you need to empty it to do that? And then also, I don't really know how wells work. Like, are they only so full of water, or do they go into a bigger thing? How do they refill? Well, most wells are in Would you ever really make a difference if you're taking them out? Technically, no. Like, a well (laughs) water is like it comes from an aquifer. And so it's like naturally, so like. That's a really good fucking point, Sam. Like, if they're just trying to... T- they just be aimlessly trying to take buckets up for no reason. Yeah. Well, wells can go dry, and, you know, I don't know what that... Right, but I to. think that's from, like, right. rainfall or how much water is in your area, if your area is dry or not. I don't know if it's from, like, tapping yeah. it. I don't know but, how okay, wells but work. The big difference- but it seems silly in that one. I like this one more, mm-hmm. although it seemed like... The bottom of the well is wider than the mouth of the well. Dude, I was just about to go into that. (laughs) This fucking well in the 2002 is the TARDIS of wells because it looks like it's small. And then once you get into it, it's fucking roomy as all hell. Like it is big as shit at the bottom in comparison to the original, which the original is like you're in a well 
and then you're at the bottom of a well pretty much the same size. Like it's a little larger at the bottom, but it's about, this is like a uh, studio apartment. I also so, like that we learned about the missing, how we learned about the missing fingernails in this one. While she's yes. down there, she sees them and you realize it's from her trying to climb out. Whereas you kind of already see that she has missing fingernails and then in the original. And then as she gets lowered, she sees like a nail in the wall. I don't know. It just like is for me, it was more effective again in the American one. Oh, totally. And we but actually, I'm an American. So. <laughs> and we actually get that uh, in full force because we get the flashback before the cabin was erected where Samara is with Anna. Anna kills Samara by suffocating her and throwing her into the well. But she didn't do a good enough job because uh, she's still alive when she was entombed into that well. Now, this is different than the original. The original, the murderer is her father. Right. 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 Yeah. And they have this like, and the original. Like, like a doctor the, studying mm-hmm. psychics. The, the mom the pe- is a psychic. The shot of look at the dad in the original. He has this like Renfield, like, uh, uh, like he just like, he looks off putting and he's like got one shoulder up. He looks like a, like, I don't know. He's got this weird hunchback of Notre Dame look and he's like looking around like. He knocks her over the head, right? And pushes her in. Whereas this, yeah. like, to me is more brutal i guess it's like a garbage bag over her head to like suffocate her and then throw her in and when he knocks her over the head it's such like a cartoon sound effect too (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's so like and then there's just the wilhelm scream as she goes down (laughs) yeah pretty much oh god i didn't notice that (laughs) so we find out how samara died uh so rachel holds the rotting corpse of samara uh this this sequence i thought was really cool where it's like her looking normal as i guess that's a really loose term her looking like an actual little girl and then turning into like rotting and then being the skeleton i thought that transition was really really cool it is cool this is the one instance uh where the stuff they do pretty much the same thing where i like the japanese one better um it's just that it's same thing she finds the hair and pulls her up and pulls the hair away and the flesh is there but in this it's like practical and the flesh just falls off yeah and then it has the goo eyes do you remember the goo eyes in the skeleton do i ever yeah um so the original was more effective in that for me Oh, absolutely. It's like maybe it's, the only moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, like some of the differences in these guys, I mean, obviously like instead of the lighthouse, it's a, uh, a volcano and the mom predicts an eruption in the original. Uh, also, the Morgan house is in a horse farm in the Japanese one. It's, oh, yeah, a, no it's like a, it's, it's like a bed and breakfast. It's like yeah. a hotel. Well, two, two moments, like two, two of my favorite moments from the American one are the bathtub thing and the horse on the boat thing and those don't even exist in the original exactly yeah so they call the cops and they exhume her body and they're going to be doing a proper burial within the like about a week they did it guys the movie's over done it's great fucking day they did it it's yeah hey yeah um oh they did answer a question um how long could you survive being stuck in a well (laughs) yeah seven days seven days so well, that's how long yeah. she could survive. I Full could go ring longer. circle. Full that ring made, circle right there. That amused me this time. I'm not sure how I felt about it when I was younger, but this time I was like, oh, man. They really... It's like we know. Let you know. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> seven days. You could survive seven days. Like, she even, like... She has a PowerPoint presentation. It. Yeah. 
as you can see on the graph, seven like, days. A knowing look would have been stronger, but whatever. <laughs> <It's free. laughs> oh my god! So they go pick up Aiden, and you know everything is going to be a okay because, like, what could possibly go wrong past this point in the film? Aiden and Rachel uh, sleep in, and she says that uh, she set Samara free. Aiden is fucking appalled at her and asks, why yeah. did you do that? Uh, you weren't supposed to help her as his nose starts bleeding and you can see the handprint on his wrist. So guess mm-hmm. what, guys? The curse has not been broken. Um, there, She doesn't understand why she got saved. And uh, the most important one, Noah's in for a really big fucking surprise at his studio. Oh, yeah. The TV turns on by itself. He turns it off, but it comes back with the image of the well. And wouldn't you know it, it's the creepiest of creepy little girl Samara coming out of the well and towards him. Yeah, the, I mean, one of the most parodied scenes of the huge 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but, I mean, but this and whole iconic. sequence. Oh, dude, this whole sequence is insane. Like the water coming out of the TV. And then Samara kind of like uses, dude, the TV portal. Although I will give it this. When Samara comes out of the television, I liked the American version. For whatever reason, the Japanese version to me looked better. Like as in like the TV coming out transition. The actual climbing out of the TV. I was like, like super off-putting and really good. And I like the American version, the like bluer weirder deader skin but i yes. like the highlight of the missing fingernails on the japanese one yes that they don't really do in the american one and i also like her in the real world where the the track skipping uh, happens with her in real time so she's like yeah. kind of walking and then like boop, boop, and like she's like fucking closer about to you. that and it got me this time <sighs> oh, in, nice. in the american yeah. one when it when when it gets him and he falls back into his shelf i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like hard to do a jump scare when the killer's just walking up towards you. You know what totally. I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially like slowly. It's just... Ugh. And uh, we get our second kind of what the fuck face in this movie. Uh, we kind of get like a hint of him kind of changing. Uh, and uh, Noah is dead on a chair in a pool of water. Rachel finds him. And I really do appreciate the fact when she turns the chair around and like she actually sees him and like you get that like that guttural scream coming out of her. Yeah, we don't don't. see it. I agree. I love that. I also love the subsequent scene where Noah's girlfriend or not girlfriend, but the assistant, which you led to believe there's something romantic going on with them. I mean, doesn't she kiss him? Yes, totally. <laughs> a super special assistant. In the original, it's more ambiguous or it, like right. it's anything. Yes. But yeah, in this one, yeah. no, yeah, she d- directly kisses him on the cheek. Oh yeah, and I like how she is like she's sh- like, oh hey, this is my assistant, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm his assistant. Don't you be trying anything, bitch. Like just licks his face. She was marking her property. Oh, dude, totally. I did like that she's cowering in the corner as the transition of like the the elevator kind of like going up. Oh, I actually didn't like that. Because, I, I mean, I guess it'd be weird to say she was just up there, but she's going to let her go up there and find her. I was thinking <laughs> that. Just like, like oh, that. yeah, I'll just, I'll just let her deal with that. In the original, <laughs> when she gets there, the assistant had already been there, and she's she's the one cowering outside from what she saw. Yes. And in this one, she's like, go on up. <laughs> totally. But, like, it, I guess I didn't have a problem with it, because, like, how would you explain that to someone? 
That's true. I, I but I just don't know if I could it let is a somebody move. go do it's that. It's a huge dick move to let someone find a body like that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> be like they'd be like wait. I'd be like wait, and they'd be like huh. I'd be like ah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know how to tell you. Just don't go up there. <laughs> don't. I don't think that would be a good idea. Um, yeah. So Rachel has a fucking meltdown uh, and burns the fucking one of the tapes, and then she's then she's trying to figure out what the fuck did she do that no one else did and then she realizes she made a copy of the goddamn tape copy mm-hmm. i like the i like the way that's done how how they tell visually her realizing what it was with the sort of almost evil dead style zoom up under the couch to the copy. tape that says copy on it yeah. yeah oh my god so yeah we find out that uh, samira wants to be copied so she can take out her anger and kill more people um, I did like the analogy between that and uh, what Richard talks about with the media, where it's like you just want to take this horrible moment and expose it to other people mm, like a virus mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it kind of gives the intent of what Samara's kind of motive is. Rachel makes Aiden copy this goddamn video and a legit question from this kid. He asks what happens to the next person we show it to and then it just goes to static. And we get a jumble of even more German art house montage footage. And that's the end, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. The end of the ring. Love it. I forgot that that was the ending. Um, or, so I watched the Japanese one first, which I had never seen before, and then watched this one. And I totally forgot exactly how it ended. Like, it's implying that y- you're the the view, the audience is the one that it gets got passed on to mm-hmm. i think that's such a smart ending I, I love that so i have a question in terms of okay <laughs> to break it down to get into it a little bit more when she made a copy of a video and aiden then watched it that effectively rid her of the curse that saved her yes exactly so why does she get hit with the tv and thrown into the like why is samara still trying to why is she still doing stuff to her? At that oh, point? up until the last minute there. Yeah, um, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I know there's not like I'm not. I know you don't think I'm going to be like I have the answer logic logic for is you. What that is? But yeah, like it's 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 still just her. Pl- well, she's like, hmm, well, I guess I could probably still just fuck with her a little bit. Maybe I can't kill <sighs> totally. her, but I can still fuck with her. Make her think she's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you know. I, I there, there's no okay. So there's no basis of reality for this. It's just a theory that I had with that. I felt like the well in and of itself was like confining her spirit and that the physical act of getting her body out of the well actually freed her to do more nefarious shit. As in like, I think there was certain, certain, like she was confined to that area where like the tape was made on the pretense, like right above her grave. And then that kind of was like the the idea of that doesn't answer the question of why is yeah i mean they go to the lodge they crack open the floor but at Mm. this point she has already rid herself she should already be safe because her son's already already watched the copy her son's already watched the copy she's passed it on how you know sent on the the chain email so they bring it up they bring it up in the sequel okay 
they say they bring it up in the sequel, but they talk about the fact that she wanted a mom and that like, I guess in the sequel, it's kind of like the, the possession of the, the son in the second one. I always felt because like the mom, she had an affinity for the love of her mother, Anna, but a really hatred for Richard. Mm-hmm. And I just always had this vibe of like, she's trying, it's kind of like, I want a new mom. And like, just the fact of getting her in the well, like she knew that she would be like, kind towards her i guess would be the best way of putting that and that like rachel's one of the only ones that's been trying to help her so i don't know again very loose but (laughs) um i mean it's weird up until the last moment you like rachel had been advocating for samara the entire movie up until the plot twist where it's like oh no no no! you didn't free her spirit and there's no curse like she's just a fucking evil entity that you've now just let loose and no matter what you like it's just she's just an evil being like that's where like rachel feels bamboozled by at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. because like she thought she was helping this little girl transition on and she didn't want to be helped she just wants to spread her evil so then my other question would be i don't understand why releasing her from the well causes that much more harm she's already able like the same amount yeah. of things are happening she's already spreading herself through the video the same rules still apply but the kid is so like why did you let her out that's that's a very bad thing to do but realistically yeah. it didn't change the the course of events that led to noah's death did it no because he, uh, he <laughs> viewed the same tape no it's a really good point i mean i think it's um uh, i think samara wanted to get out of the well but for what purpose it's not really described you don't want to be in a well forever i understand not wanting to be in a well but like yeah yeah no i mean it's just you know picking at the movie that i've seen a hundred times that i love so much it doesn't (laughs) doesn't explain the chain of events and you're 100 right like uh, from that logic she should have been it's almost like the final destination thing like she got like she it jumped her out of line of getting killed so like it shouldn't be fucking like samara shouldn't really be fucking with her in general well that and the fact that like but i guess like i guess samara though was talking to aiden before he watched the movie yeah because of his yeah she and that's my thing that's like she still has a connection to the world she's still able to spread herself through the videotape obviously that's happening and that mm-hmm. seems like what her goal is is so, to be able to merchan- spread through that Merchandising. So, that's where you make your money but yeah. then how why is aiden so concerned that she was released from the well that doesn't like i'm just not, like it's you know it's you know rhetorical almost in the sense that like does does it seem like that gives her any additional power she is already pretty freaking strong based on the rules yeah it's like it's it's letting i agree the... with you on both things i think they just weren't thinking people would <laughs> oh get, yeah get yeah. this far with thinking about it yeah it's like it's the fear of letting the genie out of the bottle but like it's already out of the bottle like it's there's really no reason shy of just not wanting to be in there anymore i don't know yeah i agree with you it's kind of one of those weird like uh-huh. It's like, for me, it's like the ending of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like, there's, you could question yourself to death with some of this logic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, and I know the original, they wanted, they had this whole other thing set up with like a child murderer pedophile or something. The American version, the deleted scenes, Chris Cooper what bookended the movie where as a reporter she was interviewing him and he's talking about how he's yeah he was some pedophile or child rapist or killer or something but he's changed his ways but you kind of get the uh-huh. idea that he hasn't 
she's doing this piece on him. And at the end, after they copy the tape, instead uh, she goes and brings the tape to him for him to watch. So that's how she's like passing it yeah. on and who she's going to kill, which is interesting. But I like the audience being being the person it was passed on to much totally. better than or that. Or just the next victim is very ambiguous. Like you don't ambiguous, know who yeah. the hell they're going to show it to. Because I think in um, the original – um, she's driving with the tape and the VHS in her car and she calls her fucking gr- like she calls the grandpa. Hey, grandpa. Right? Hey, I know I need you to use <laughs> a real solid for your grandkid. It's like, what? That's the implication, right? Okay. But this is the other thing about this one, too, is that like it's not like it's an it follows situation. It's not like you have to like have sex no. with someone to pass it on. I feel like you could easily just like this is like something that's almost like a chain email is pretty easy to just pass off. And it doesn't I don't know if it comes back in the other ones, but it doesn't seem to come back to you like it follows as well. Like if it that's gets, yeah, the, that's the bigger thing that I was yes. going to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, this so, isn't like an it follows or final destination where like it's either you're just passing the buck down the road or. Or like it happens, like I guess with Cup Battle Destination, it happens annually. Like you have to like avoid death every year. I think once you copied this thing and made someone watch it, you kind of spare yourself from could you, an could, untimely death. You could do it almost like if you if if you really like built it up and like got people to believe in that. You could do almost do it on like a global scale of like everyone's we're all gonna watch this at the same time, and then we're all gonna make a duty. copy. And uh, we're all done. And uh, and like, yeah, you got to do your duty. Every yeah, new child that's born society, has yeah. to yeah. <laughs> do your civic duty and watch the ring. Uh, you know what's There'd funny? Anti like watchers. <sighs> You'd yes. have your whole crowd and the conspiracy crowd. And I haven't seen it, but one of the newer rings is actually like a cult of Samara. Like, there's a bunch of people that's, intentionally yeah, watching mm-hmm. the movie and then passing it on to other people to be in this like elusive club that watched it and survived. Well, there's like three American ones, right? I I don't, I've only seen this one, but I think there's Ring 2 and then Rings. Correct. That's and the, the 27. I'm not sure how many Japanese ones there are. And I know that there have been other countries that have made their own versions of the rings. Yeah. I like the fact that Samara and Sadako both can like, I guess, recreate the tape if need be more or less totally so like the fact that if the curse does stop at one point you know somebody like dies the tape gets destroyed or whatever she can still just makes it again make it again because of the the thought things which is called ninja i believe it's a psychic ability where the spirit can like put its create its things create things i think Mm -hmm. that's also explains the photographs photography as well which i think is a fun name (laughs) photography um oh a quick little tidbit uh samara is the fruit of the japanese maple is uh the the, yeah so that's where they got the uh, and the japanese maple is the tree that's in all the imagery in all the exactly oh i did not know that yes yes Mm so i i do love in the the remake all the japanese imagery that's in it there is a lot of nods to japan if yes I love the original, just seeing all the architecture in Japan and just the, Mm -hmm. and like countryside, all of it. I was like, man, Japan, it's beautiful. (laughs) Oh yeah. Lovely place. I like, what are you talking about the, the sterile feel that you mentioned of the movie and like making it not feel busy. I feel like that's also, that felt very Japanese to me. Like the look and the feel Mm -hmm. of the movie, I feel like really, like we keep saying, amplified what the original one was and understood the tone of it and really just cranked it up 
Americanized it or whatever you want to call it, which is funny because you can compare this to a lot of, you know, like Japanese horror. You would typically sometimes see the Japanese horror being a lot more wild and out there compared to the PG-13 American Mm -hmm. counterpart. But uh, this one, I think, is definitely, we keep saying it, the probably better of the two. Oh, yeah. This is the exception (laughs) where, like, the remake um, is a lot crazier, in my opinion, than the original. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like you said, Brian, like, when it comes to Japanese cinema, usually it's the opposite. Like, we usually have to take those movies concepts and, like, tone them the fuck down. (laughs) Like, Like, if America ever did a version of, like, um, the sadness, the, yes. <laughs> well, that's or like Taiwanese. Well, that's Canadian like, like, and Taiwanese. Yeah, that's a whole. Yeah. Oh, but basket. dude, like, a bit, like if you did like I don't know Tokyo Gore Police or mm-hmm. like was it Machine Girl or Machine Gun Girl? Like any of those? Like those? Oh, ones yeah. like, oh my god! You, I, how the hell would you be able to get through an MPA with like a tempura hand, like a hard, <laughs> like, like a deep boiled arm? I mean, like yeah, no, like some of this is just fucking just wacky. One of the things that I liked, um, or that I found interesting when I was reading tidbits was uh, they carefully the lighting was set up so deliberately as to not cast any shadows none of the mm-hmm. none of the actors in the movies have shadows at in any of the shots and it was just some something extra they did just to add a little extra layer of unsettling without really mm-hmm. like knowing why it was sort of off yeah um it has so there shadows, was really but yeah but there's none but of there's the no characters. shadows of people which i thought yeah. was just yeah, yeah super fucking cool um, which is just another way to be like, hey, this will make people feel like something's off, but not know what it is. Well, this was uh, <laughs> directed by Gore Verbinski, which you might know from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies he did. But he also uh, was involved heavily in like the punk scene coming up in the 70s and 80s. Uh, he did a mm. bunch of directed videos for uh, Bad Religion, I want to say. Do you remember oh, when Noah opens I, the yes, thing and sees the, yes. the refused stickers so on there? Bad Religion's up. on there. Yeah, so that's Gore Verbinski throwing all that stuff in there because he kind of grew up in that scene. That's, that's I did so not cool. know that. That I was that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme from uh, whatever, the Hollywood. Yeah, where he's standing up and pointing at. I remember in seeing this in theaters and you know you see the the bad religion sticker caught my eye but seeing the refused one on mm-hmm. the inside of the thing i was like oh my god refused like yeah dude yeah so that's that's him yeah and then like i said he went on to do pirates of the caribbean and uh rango is like his other big thing so uh, <laughs> yeah so oh, that's great i mean he definitely put a lot of i think that feel into this and delivered what it was one of the things i definitely remember was having the dvd and finding the easter egg to watch the video yes and that was like you had to like press on a certain thing so that like the menu went away and then you could watch it and when you were watching it you couldn't fast forward or press pause or go back to the main menu you had to watch the whole thing and i recorded that onto a vhs (laughs) for sure and and like had that and passed that around (laughs) <laughs> favorite t- favorite tidbit is that after it reloads itself, the fake ringing of the uh-huh. phone before you could do anything else. I was like, oh, oh that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was. I don't remember was, that. I'm yeah. sure I did that. But. No, I mean, and this guy, I mean, this this movie is up until the remake of it mm-hmm. um, was the highest grossing horror remake in history. 
Um, I think it was just shy. Yeah, it was $249 million in the box Which office. Which is huge, especially for a horror, uh, a horror movie. or whatever A horror movie in 2002 is like, mm-hmm. fucking, that's insane. Um, mm. I also do like, if you're into uh, Japanese uh, mythology, um, the ghosts that are in these, both of these films... Um, they're called Onryo, mm-hmm. which is a, a ghost that manifests itself uh, dying in like the grips of like powerful rage, and it comes back in super pale, like super super pale ghosts. Basically, like they're just like mm-hmm. fucking like they could exactly. white skin and long hair. And yeah, that kind of the character design. And yeah, and I think this comes back to one of the things that you mentioned, Sam, of her being a like big cultural phenomenon in Japan. I mean, in Japan mm-hmm. in general, there's like ghosts and spirits and the afterlife and demons and oni and sure. yokai and all this stuff are like really big over there in general so it's fun mm-hmm. to see this almost this new century spirit that feels very i don't know very authentic and well lived mm-hmm. in emerge and you know throw the first pitch at a baseball game <laughs> yeah so funny yes, oh i want to bring this up too because- which also apparently first pitches i so i i found this video of a sadaku throwing a first pitch at a baseball game and sent it to the guys but i also noticed a difference in the sport is there's actually somebody there to take a swing and he like swings right. and misses yeah yeah yeah. that's fun i don't do here i did love to go to a japanese we baseball really, game when i went over there with my wife we it didn't work out where we were able to go to one, but we really wanted to try to. We yeah. got to watch. We got to hang out in a bar and watch a game, and that was definitely a lot of fun. It's that is cool. uh, it seems like so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> don't they like sing songs like they do in like a like mm-hmm. a soccer or football in Europe? And I think and like all sorts of wild stuff. Each side of the stadium has like represents each team or whatever, and you can oh. just like get in there and get your colors and have fun. Like section, I don't know, it just yeah. seems like a like a blast oh yeah anyway that's yeah sports sports you did it again sam um oh a uh, quick little tidbit too um there is no title card or opening credits to this movie at all yes that's i always try to, yeah just goes straight straight to the meat and potatoes so i think i mean unless we have any other frightening facts um we could go ahead and go right into our ratings for this one and to do that we're gonna jump over to ross who led us through this all first mm-hmm. How do you feel about, well, let, oh. how are we going to do this? Are we going to rate both of them? Oh man. Um, I didn't even think about that's that. That's a really good point. Uh, we mainly, let's we just rate the right. one we talked about and kind of give Mostly, you know, yeah. what would you say about watching the original? Would you recommend it or not? And then what would you that's rate? Good. How many fingers for the remake? The remake. Okay. So I would say for the original, mm-hmm. absolutely watch the original. Um, it is, it's just a fun ride. It's also, um, I think the run, t- yeah, Jesus Christ, I think the run time's a little less too. I think it's like the original's like an hour 30 and this one's almost two hours long, somewhere on those lines. Um, it's a very direct, there's no beating around the bush with the original. That's true. Like you, there's, there's like this fucking like, it is go time. Like we got ghosts, we got people dying, we got a tape, let's do it. Absolutely watch it. It is, um, there's some pretty weird moments in that movie that I thought were fucking super strange and I don't know, but I'd still watch it. For the remake, the 2002, um, I'm going to give this a, man, I was going back and forth about it. I'm going to give it a 4.5, 4.5. I, I really do like this movie a lot. 
This movie scares the bejesus out of me. It's got some, I don't know. I don't, it's the rewatchability for the ring for me is the only thing that's like giving it a little less is that I do enjoy this movie, but for some, whatever reason, it's just not like on a top tier for me. Like I'll, like if someone recommends the ring, totally down to watch it, but it's not like in yearly rotation for me. Um, it's a fun movie. Um, and it's beautifully shot. And I love a lot of aspects about this, but it's like, it's weird. It has to be like, do you want to watch a scary movie? And then that's like, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I can watch that. You're like this one's actually too creepy for me. <laughs> <laughs> it does a great job. Yeah. It's Samara is one of those weird characters that like, I, I love, I love uh, her as a character, but yeah, it's one of those, I wouldn't necessarily do it all the time. I don't know. I'm probably in the minority there, but I, I yeah, I enjoy it, but it's not, um, yeah. I, yeah. Four or five, man. It's fucking, it's creepy. It's good. And it's, it's definitely a must watch at least once, you know? Oh yeah. I loved it when it came out and, but I haven't seen it in like over a decade probably. So you don't have to explain to me why you want to return to it so often. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, go ahead and continue your thought and let's hear what you oh. have to say. Yeah. So let me pull up my fingers. Uh, quotable. I will give it a 0.5 because even though I don't really quote it, there were the two ones that I mentioned that um, I've always kind of remembered. And there were just lines throughout it that I was remembering as I was seeing it. Um, but the, uh, but I do and I'm sorry. And, oh, she will. Uh, definitely are good quotes. Uh, <laughs> so point five, recommendable. Given a full one on that one. This is the type of a horror movie that I would recommend to non-horror people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, again, Ross talking about starter horror movies. I think yeah. this is a great uh, starter horror movie. Oh, absolutely. Rewatchable. Absolutely. That's a one. I, again, I'm not gonna probably return to it that soon, but I feel like if it's after coming back to it, cause again, I think it just got kind of played out for me. I was almost kind of turned off by it, but now I feel like it's one of those things if I was flipping through TV and it was on, I'd be like, oh, I'll put on the ring. <laughs> but I don't know that I'd be like, you know what I'm in the mood for? The ring. T-shirtable? I'm gonna go no, actually. I want to wear a ring. Like, I, wa- I don't want a Samara t-shirt or a, I don't know, like the well image. Just the well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she is cool looking. I like the character design, but not gonna do it. And does it shuttle? I think it shuttles. I think it shuttles pretty well. Um, so that's a one there. Uh, did anybody keep keep count for me? <laughs> what do we got? Uh, one, one, one point five. So that's three five. I'm gonna bump it up to a four. Actually, I might even bump it up to a four five because I do love it, but I can't give it a five. So. Four or five, yeah. All right, all right. What, what about you, Brian? <laughs> oh, and uh, watch, watch the ring Japanese version. Go, yeah, uh, it's that right. one. Really, only if you like this one and want to see the origin. Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say to watch it otherwise. I agree with that sentiment as well. Watch the original if you enjoy what you see here to see where it came from. Like I said, when I was younger, I got really into this movie and. I was like, I need to see the source material. And that's when I went out. It was at, you know, a comic book convention. I mean, it was Megacon in Florida. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I mean, this was when you would go and it wasn't all just comic book and pop culture type stuff. It was a lot of 
bootleg videos on VHS mm-hmm. and DVD. Yes. And I specifically had the VHS bootlegs of this. Like I wasn't even getting like DVD bootlegs at, or at the time. Um, and it had to have been right around or after when, you know, the remake came out. So we're talking 2003 probably. Mm-hmm. So, so, so those were fun to find. So all that said, if you like the original, or if you like the remake, check out the original. I think all of us agree on that one there. Yeah. So the remake really does, like we said, everything just a little bit better. And how would I how many fingers would I chop off for that? I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you too as well. Four point five is what I'm giving it, because I don't think it can oh, quite hit the, board. the five. Yeah. I want it to hit the five, but I feel like there's a few little things here that aren't quite I don't want to say perfect. Because a, a five movie is not necessarily a perfect movie, but it doesn't mm, no. doesn't quite make it there. But but I really do enjoy it, and I think it's a must for anyone who's into horror at all. I understand it oh, like yeah. it's uh, it's in this subgenre of Japanese type of horror of like these you know pale ghost on Rio figures. I mean, like mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier, you have the Grudge coming out and other stuff, and it really totally. became like a thing that got really played out because of how popular this was so you can't fault it for that i think it was awesome i remember being in high school in ceramics class and i made a ceramic well with her coming out of it as one of my projects (laughs) so that still exists somewhere i don't think i don't know if i have it here but if if i'm able to find it We'll definitely post that to Instagram. So that's 4.5 across the board for The Ring. And let us know how you feel about it. How did you get uh, you know, sucked into this video? How did you get sucked off screen with this video? Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, We want to know how you that feel. That horse got sucked off screen. You sure yeah. did. I've never right? seen that before. Oh. <laughs> 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 So definitely hit us up. Let us know how you feel about it all. And we are going to go ahead and take a quick break and come back with Would You Rather. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those lovely words of encouragement. As we said before the break, we're going to jump into Would You Rather. And I don't know if this is as always, but I'll kick us off with a Reddit question. So would you rather be able to grab anything off of any digital screen like a fly or something or spawn wherever you think of so option one any digital screen gives you the ability to touch through and grab any item you see option two by just thinking about any location in the world you spawn there in the blink of an eye oh that's actually tough okay so with the transporting stipulation is it just yourself or can you touch other people kind of like nightcrawler and poof them as well. I'm going to say it's just yourself. Because all it says is just by thing in any location in the world, you spawn there in the blink of an eye. I mean, uh, I mean, we could probably put parameters on it, but I'm just saying it's yourself for the sake of this argument. This power I'm only... Gonna, I'm yeah. going to grab things from the screen. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be a screen grabber. Sam, how do you feel? Do you know? I don't. I find it tough. Like, obviously, what items you're grabbing from your screen are limited to the size of your screen. Of course, you know, money is always helpful, but just being able to pop up anywhere at any time. I mean, again, like is something we haven't touched on in a while, but in a survival situation. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that, uh, that- but, okay. So here's the caveat, though. I thought about what happens when you go to sleep and you're having a weird ass dream that you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean 
you're thinking that you're in the middle of the Atlantic yeah, Ocean. Wouldn't you just transport there? It's not part sleep? of your power. You're you're thinking too hard no. into this. Yeah, no, it's it's you're trying you to have take control away, over this. Take something away. Yeah, <laughs> this is so, only a positive. Yeah, exactly. I think I would alter. I mean, it is a hard one because, like you just said, with a digital screen, like money, you could literally just have like pictures of like stacks of money and just be grabbing them from your screen and just pulling that mm-hmm. and be set and like change and do whatever. Because then you could buy a screen that's as big as you want right. and start, you know, pulling yachts out of there or whatever. Oh, yeah, you but could like, just pull them out of a movie screen and you could get buy anything you need it like buy all the travel you would want you wouldn't be instantaneous but you could ultimately get to wherever you want so i think that's why i'm going to go with the digital screen as well i think ultimately Mm -hmm. it'd be cool to just pop somewhere instantaneously but the digital screen gives you so much more options with the ability to eventually get somewhere (laughs) right yeah i think uh jeez I wasn't expecting. I'm having a lot of trouble on this one because I really want to go both. um, Because I'm like, digital screen, essentially, you'd have limitless money, which would give you limitless options. But again, you can't buy a power. And Speaking of of limitless, if you can pull anything off of any screen, couldn't you just watch Limitless the movie and then and pull, pull that the pills bag out from Limitless? And pull the pills out? <laughs> okay, you sold me. I'm going screen as well. <laughs> yeah, you can pull out a lightsaber. You, you can, can pull, pull out. A lightsaber. Yeah, I, I could pull out a hoverboard. Anything. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Because it's our powers. We have to pull in to grab it out. So would it be like if you're watching like Alien that the face sucker is going to oh. jump out of the screen on you? That doesn't happen. No, unless you possible. pull it out. Unless you were to pull it out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be really careful with that gift. All right, we're gonna go with grab anything out of a digital screen. This has four point seven thousand votes pull out on the it. Mask from the mask. Sorry. Ooh, that's a fun one. Loki's mask. So three point one thousand agree with us, and one point seven thousand go with Spawn wherever. So we are in the majority on this one. And Reddit is actually being smart and agreeing. So there you have it. Uh, there, there's a Reddit question. How would you all uh, answer that one? We want to know, Sam. What question you got yeah. for us? This one's uh, somewhat ring inspired. Would you rather have psychic powers or telekinetic powers? Ooh, Ooh. I think I'm going to go telekinetic. Mm, yeah, because I mean, as much as I want to know people's thoughts, I don't want I don't want that responsibility. Well, and you you'd also be able to project into other people's thoughts, as right? Well. Right, but mm. I know I, I I don't feel like I could trust myself with that that power, but I would <laughs> love the ability to just you know will something over pretend it's the force yeah that that's i I feel like when i look at my my dreams and types of dreams i have i i mainly i don't have stuff about like reading people's minds it is like you know pulling an object to me and it's so funny i mean uh everyone loves hearing about people's dreams right i always have this thing where i can like do something real simple like if it's like a pen on the ground in front of me i'm like yeah, I can easily be teleconnected, pull that into my hand. Uh, like, yeah, man, I can do a pen. I can't move an X-Wing, but I can Yeah, do that's a pen. stupid, but I can do a pen. Because, <laughs> like, in the craft, she balances the pencil on the desktop on, like, the sharp end. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I will I say. I tried to do that, like, all the time in school after I saw the craft. That's why I remember that. <laughs> and then does being teleconnect, does that allow you to levitate yourself? Um, Sure. Well, yeah. Fly. I mean, you have to levitate your, like, clothes or something it looks like you're getting pulled by your shirt up that'd be fun maybe do your shoes that would work better <laughs> it looks like you're just being pulled around 
definitely going that with that then. Oh my god, that'd be a fun one to play with someone. Like imagine you're like you're just That's actually out. why superheroes wear tights is because they're pulling themselves they're, by their clothes. They're not flying. So Exactly. That's yeah. it. Oh, we solved it. That's how flying works. Ross, what would you do? Oh man. See, I was going to say read minds, but now getting pulled around by my <laughs> by my shoes would be I mean that's also fucking fantastic. You know what? No, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh thoughts. Cause I have the idea that you could go anywhere in the world and understand everyone. Oh that's true, yeah. Sure. we can say that I mean they'd still be thinking in another language, but you I let's say that works. I have no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow I it. mean I suppose you could like you would if they're thinking their thoughts in that other language, but like, don't you, I guess, see stuff in your mind when you're thinking of things? Mm-hmm. So you would see. That's that. what I'm saying. You could, right. like, like, make like it that, work yeah, that that's the way to make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you'd communicate with them to sort of the exactly. same way, like just right. by entering their mind. Entering the mindscape. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think I would go telekinetic as well, because now that I'm thinking about it, I think that hearing people's thoughts might just break me as a person. I feel like the the stuff I would end up hearing, um, if, whatever, if I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would go well. So, right. Even if I just like, cause had... that kind of scares me, the idea of hearing mm-hmm. people's thoughts, I'd rather I'm, I'll go telekinetic. Yeah. Just like, even if I had like complete control over it, I feel like, Almost like a sneeze sometimes happens. Like you would oh, just like sometimes grab someone's thought. You could hoverboard. Yeah. We could be hoverboarding <laughs> around and Ross will know our thoughts of we think this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys think that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> be like, just because you can say it in our heads doesn't mean you should. Please speak to us. <laughs> Please speak to us it's with like your mouth, Ross. His vocal cords atrophy. Yeah. Oh, because he never talks anymore. Oh, that'd be fun. I maybe all the time he talks is on the podcast. <laughs> Just dead air silence. All right, Ross. So, what kind of question do you have for us? All right, it's kind of it's not a would you rather, but it's very ring related. All right, guys. So, something or someone that you've watched on television the last seven days is going to kill you. What is going to kill you and and how? Also, like something from one of these programs that we watched. You guys have watched stuff. TV, streaming, whatever. Past seven days. Something from one of those programs is going to come out of the TV and kill you. What is it and how does it do it? Uh, Gordon Ramsay comes out and butchers me like really quickly teaching how to butcher the whole time. Because periodically on MasterChef. <laughs> He will, there'll be like uh, some fish or a chicken or something. And he's like, this is how you do it. And so Gordon Ramsay would climb out of the TV and start butchering me into pieces to be consumed. Oh my God. So he just debones you. Yeah. Fucking Steve style from uh, Fresh. <laughs> Perfect. All right, cool. What are you, Brian? Okay. I was thinking about it. I'm like, what are the three things I'm watching right now? And I'm going to go to one that I've always been watching because it's probably the one that's on the TV at the moment was going to be Community. <laughs> and oh, I'm going to pull it all around together because there's one episode where they are, uh, it's a Halloween episode and Annie is dressed up as the girl from The Ring. So she's going to come oh, out yeah. as, <laughs> as <laughs> Samara <laughs> and get me ring style, but Dude, not awesome. from The Ring. 
Beautifully meta. Beautifully <laughs> meta. I love that so much. Uh, mine's going to be a real curveball. Um, it is going to be every inhabitant of Sesame Street, and they're going to break my bones to resemble the entire alphabet. Ooh, that's fun. Uh, that's that's a good one. Yeah, I guess I could, I guess Blippy could come kill me, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you, Blippy. B is for bloodbath. Yeah, it'll turn into some real like fun shit because it'll be broadcasting your your death the whole too. time. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, it's PB. It's well now it's HBO, but it used to be PBS. Yeah, exactly. You get seventies era Big Bird just like <laughs> just eating my eyeballs. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that'd be wonderful. So there. La, 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 la. I'm Ross very... is dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's Elmo's world, Brian. I'm not sure you would know that. <laughs> that's a deep, I, I that's, think I understood the cut. voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm going to understand. I don't know what the hell a blippy is or whatever. Blumpy, oh, you don't. Want to do the it. Fucking no, worse. Don't, do it. don't worry. He's a YouTube star who He's pooped on people. He's a children's entertainer who pooped on people. And then became a child's entertainer. And your kids watch this guy? <laughs> I know, not in my household. He's Bo's favorite. I wish <laughs> that he had never been exposed to it. And he's the worst. He'll be like, um, talking about the planets. He'll be like, and Pluto. Well, maybe he's a planet. Maybe he's not. Uh, who knows? Ha ha ha. I'm like, we know, we know. motherfucker. <laughs> Science knows. We know the um, answer. Well, there you go, everyone. You got your little take on Blumpkin there. So Blumpkin. we're going to go ahead and end this episode. But that I do want to know what you all thought about the ring, the answer to our questions here. Do you want to be telekinetic or psychic? I really want to know what people were watching last and what is going to be coming out of the screen at them as yeah, well. Ki- and how it's going to kill them. Yes. Exactly. Go ahead and drop, I don't know, what emoji are we choosing for this episode, guys? Oh no, We haven't got ma- our wizard emoji yet, but let's... It's the magic word conundrum. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We're doing a magic word. No, on no, we one. can do emoji. What, uh, is there a well emoji? <laughs> TV. Is no, there... let's do... It's conundrum with the TV emoji. Is there a TV emoji? There we go. A TV emoji. Throw in a TV emoji wherever you can and you'll win another one of our beautiful prizes to be determined to be determined 100 kisses 100 whispers into the air i like whispers Whispers. into the air so you can go ahead and follow sam at chuddle the sam on instagram and slasher follow ross at chuddle the ross and go ahead and follow me at chuddle the brine with a why because i gotta on Instagram and Slasher and follow Chuddle the Pod there as well. And if you need help getting to any of the places where you can hear us or interact with us, go over to ChuddleThePod.com and that'll take you to everything. Our Discord, our Apple Music, our Spotify, rate and review us in both those places there. We would absolutely love it so much. So thank you once again for joining in on this conversation and we will see you on the next one and until then... (laughs) We'll be waiting. Are you gonna? Don't you pussy cake us? There you did. All right, <clears throat> all right, all right. Should we, we take it we, from the top, or do you want? To, we'll just take it from yeah, where you left off for us. Okay. <clears throat> At the end of the thing. All right. At the end of the thing. Good job with that one, buddy.
<laughs> <laughs> Gee, Willicky Willikers, great job. <laughs>